Hi, it's Tardito the Daniel. We're going to talk about old shit. I don't even start every podcast sounding like you want to fuck the listeners. Hey. Hello there. Hello. You can, I can practically hear you sidling up to the listeners thing. Oh, <laughs> you start dropping a roofie in their drinks when no one's looking. Well, what, what voice would be better to start it with? Hey, I'm not saying, hey, I'm not complaining. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just calling it out for what it is. I'm not saying, I'm not passing judgment on that. And Tonight, which, you know, is we join two absolute morons on that. <laughs> Trek through pop culture. I'm kind of surprised he didn't go straight for the uh, Tim Curry. For the I don't, my Tim Curry's not good yeah, enough. Yeah, how do you do a Tim Curry too? Because it's Tim Curry's so much in the bug-eyed affectations. No, his voice is super unique. I mean, I it is, but it is so like so dramatic. So if, yes, if the, if the McElroy brothers are to be believed, you just have to say cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I bet this song. I guess it is part of the the, the little bit of the wheezing and the kind of like you have well, to shake also, your lips I think around it's your also, teeth. I think it's also for Home Alone too, where it's cheese pizza. Oh, does he? Oh, I forgot because the kid orders the pizza. Is 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 a good Tim Curry impression, not just a really fancy Gary Busey impression. Because uh, no, so much of it is about the teeth and the. Well, yeah, the teeth are a little bit. But Gary Busey's got a bit of a lisp when you talk with him. Yeah, which... And Tim Cutty's just got more accent. I, you know, actually get a little bit of Sean Connery mixed into the yeah. Gary Busey. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about... Bill, Bill are you saying all, all foreigners sound alike? Kinda. At least everybody from the UK, I guess. That's why Liam Neeson, so. uh, Gary Busey, <laughs> and Tim Curry all sound exactly the same. I, I, there's a oh, who's it? It's the 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 uh, oh, what's the impressionist with the podcast? Uh, the super famous impressionist who was in. You're not talking about the voice actor for Yakko or whatever, right? No, 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 no. Not Maurice no. Lamarche. Um, no, it's not a. Vo- he's not a voice actor. He's an impression, a stand-up comic impressionist. Oh fuck, his name just fell out. Uh, uh, the I one that was know, in, unless it's like Michael. You, no, you would know. Uh, 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 he was in A Few Good Men, uh, Usual Suspects. Ah shit, what's his name? Kevin Spacey? No! Ah. Uh, the. The. Ah, fuck. <laughs> you got me! I mean, we should no talk to my, uh, him, my buddy JoJo because he's a huge comedy fan. He probably knows exactly what you're talking about. He, he has this game he plays where it's like uh, one word impressions where you try to do an impression. <laughs> well, like cheese pizza a little word. bit, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but his, his <laughs> Liam Neon impression is, is you just say, banana. So, so the word doesn't have to be anything that's, like, thematically related to the person. It's just whatever word most exposes their idiosyncrasies as a, as a human being in terms of their speech yeah. and presentation. Yeah. Yes. Cheese pizza. Cheese <laughs> pizza. Because also cheese pizza sounds pretty good now, but I'm also thinking about Tim Curry. Especially there was an animated gif I just saw last night of him from uh, the It TV movie where he's saying, Kiss me, fat boy. And just mm. thinking about those lips around those teeth and also saying that, but then also cheese pizza is very... Yeah. Ugh, Tim Curry, man. I can't believe he's still alive. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Okay, because he is kind of like... He's like Xeroxed Kevin Spacey gone wrong. He's Paper Jam <laughs> Kevin Spacey, where like they look very similar, too. They have the same first name. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, we're talking about Clue. <laughs> We had clues. It's gonna be a long podcast. Even, it took us twenty minutes even, just to get to actually talking about Clue. Did we even say that we're talking about? Clue? No, we just started talking about Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, why, why don't, no, we could just spend two hours talking about Tim Curry. You um, really could. God damn it! This is it's only our second s- Tim Curry movie. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is the movie. There seems to be two generations of Tim Curry. Well, I guess three if you consider. Uh, what's the witch uh, HBO thing, thing that no, was in that's been I don't know. But like, there's three know, entry yeah. points for. Well, I guess it's two. That's four generations. I mean, the the big thing that intro uh, Tim introduced everything to everyone in the world to Tim Curry was, you know, obviously uh, Rocky Horror. And mm -hmm. the second, sec, second wave of Tim Curry, uh, Amer American Invasion was Clue in 1985, which is yeah, exactly ten years after uh, that. And then or Legend, Legend was in the 80s. Well, as well, Legend he was so made up. That, I mean, he was a great big part of that, but he wasn't quite. The Tim Curryness was masked a little bit, literally and yeah. figuratively. Yeah, but you still see that, and you go, "That guy's fucking." Yeah, awesome. you, but you might have you might have recognized that as Tim Curry. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, for show. Yeah, for show. Oh god, I may have. I think I'm drinking too much Rockstar before I started recording. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're continuing. This is what our third week in our week of May stuff. Our month, yeah, our of month of May stuff. <laughs> underrated things that we both like that we mm -hmm. want to talk about in lieu of stuff we haven't seen before, just as a little bit as a self reward after an enduring another awful April. Um, yeah. And so yeah, we did Clue. Um, this is I mean, this is one that's. I, I think of all the things we're talking about this month, well, maybe the next thing, too, a little bit, is I hesitate to say that it's underrated because it is, I mean, a movie, the, the, Clues had its own kind of Rocky Horror midnight showings with interactive viewers and stuff like that, so you can't really say it's underrated. It's definitely a A lot of people classic. hate it, though. Really? Yeah. Why? And, I can I mean, see not liking it, or at maybe... the, the reviews at the time were scathing. <sighs> Really? I, you know, I, that's yeah. one thing I didn't think to look up was... I know a lot of people were alienated by the multiple ending shtick from an audience perspective. Maybe not so much the critics, but I know a lot of... I remember as a kid, when this movie came out, seeing in the newspapers, you would see the listings for the different versions of the movie, like, with ending A, B, or C. And yeah. I remember that kind of, like, there was a lot of conversation about it. Well, what little conversation there was about Clue was all about how... Why, why would I want to go see the movie if I have to go see it three times to get the whole story? Mm -hmm. Which backfired, because I guess the whole gimmick of that, the whole point of that was to try to get audiences to see the movie three times. And instead yeah, of I seeing it three it, times, they just said, fuck, I'm not going to see it at all. I think it would have done better if they had done it like the TV version. Yeah, it's so enjoyable they just the included TV version. All of them. Well, the, the funny thing is, too, because like seeing all three endings in a row, there's like little bits that kind of rhyme and repeat within the three endings, but in a humorous way. It's not yeah. like you're just saying three slightly different versions of the same ending. They're all fundamentally three different endings, but there's enough of they share enough common threads that it's still entertaining, and if they're being uh, presented in different ways, that also makes it entertaining. And yeah, Clue. It's I was. It'll be interesting to talk about because I, if anything, I think it's kind of overrated a little bit from an underrated perspective. If that makes any mm. sense. No, that um, makes sense. Maybe about ten years ago, I had some friends over, and we were going to watch Clue. And we had a friend who was like, oh, man, if... God, were you part of this gang? I can't even remember. No. Um, somebody was like, oh, man, if you love Clue, you gotta see... Oh, God, was it Killed by Death, Murdered by Death? The other, like, mid-1980s murder comedy thing? Um, and we thought the highlight of the evening was gonna be Clue, but it actually turned out almost all of us, except for the person who brought Murdered by Death. Uh, it turned out that was... Murdered by Death was actually the highlight of the evening, and it kind of, like, mm. cast Clue in a bad shadow. Which I need to no, go, no. I haven't seen Murder by Death since then, so I don't know if it holds up that as well as I remember it. But we were kind of like, after, we watched Clue after Murder by Death, and we were kind of like, this is funny, but it's not quite as funny as I remember it being. Yeah, but then again, uh, watching it I now, think... I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. 
Yeah, Clue is, is a good movie. I will say it's that. Good. But I think it helps if you see it at a certain age because a lot of the jokes, while they are... <laughs> I, I, I look at them and I, I think, oh, I remember laughing at that. You're kind of like nostalgic for your own laughter. Yeah, it's, like your own it's very much... Oh, when I was 13, I found that hilarious. Now that I'm yeah. older, I'm kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah, okay. It's charming, it's, but it's, it's a not like... It's it's a quasi-dirty joke that te- a 13-year-old would get. Yeah, that's a really good point, too. And, and then you snicker yeah. because you're like, hee-hee, I get that dirty joke. Yeah, it's 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 not quite a knee-slapper. It's and more just it, like, <laughs> I feel like it suffers from being a sex comedy trapped in a PG rating. That's... Because there's weird... Yeah, and also... Watching it now, if you haven't watched it in a little while... Like, I hadn't seen it in at least maybe five years or so. I forgot how... There's tits in this movie. You don't see actual tits, but like there's as much cleavage in this movie as you were going to get how in a 1985 PG-rated film. the hell did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> well, that. it's not just... Everyone refers back to the, the French maid, but also Miss Scarlet. Jesus Christ, she's wearing this dress that's like barely hanging off her nipples for all the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And... Man... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, especially watching it in HD now, too. It's like a little extra, like, mm, um, one interesting thing, too, was I guess every Blu-ray or DVD version of this movie that's ever come out has never had any special features, aside from, like, you know, maybe the trailer or something like that. And I found yeah. out that a super fan managed to hunt down the director of Clue and mm-hmm. managed to record, essentially, his own private commentary for the movie. Mm. Uh, that he then posted to Kevin Smith's Smodcast a couple, like, maybe a year or two ago. And mm. I actually have to remind myself after we record this to cancel my, uh, Stitcher, uh, account. Because you have to sign up for a free seven-day trial of the, the, the Stitcher podcasting a subscription subscription service. Because I guess all the Smodcast stuff is hidden behind there, but... Yeah. There's actually, I was, I need to sign up for Stitcher because there's actually a bunch of shit I want to listen to. I was kind of surprised, like, Mark Maron podcasts and stuff on there. I mean, I I've heard of Stitcher before, but, like, there, there's some stuff on there that the archives, if you, you should want to li- get at that. You should, you should, before you cancel that, you should at least listen to all of Super Ego. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you said good too. I don't want to, <laughs> sounds terrible, I don't want to find a way to at least download some of that stuff so I don't have to, like, <laughs> I want to listen to the Clue, not that the Clue uh, commentary, podcast commentary track was amazing, actually... If you want a real reenactment of the Clue commentary soundtrack, most of mm-hmm. it was because <sighs> 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 the director is very old and they put the mic very close to his face. And I'm o- mm. I'm myself. I should not be talking because I am also a very heavy mouth breather. You have you, I don't think most people would appreciate all the processing I have to do on these podcasts. So it's not just you talking with me going. <laughs> in the background the whole time but that's nice. kind of like because this was just a raw audio file this guy the the super fan clue super fan recorded with this 98 year old the guy's like 90 years old now this old british dude uh mm. the guy doesn't have a lot to say unless the guy is asking him specific questions because they recorded the po- the commentary together the, the super fan and the director and it's it's okay but there's a lot of slow parts where you're just hearing him wheeze in your ear and i just watched well, that right before we started recording but you know it's 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 an, one of those weird things too, where if you watch the trailers or the TV ads for this movie, mm-hmm. they show a bunch of shit that's not in it. I like like gags and scenes, yeah, gags and scenes that don't exist. In the I downloaded movie. the audio for one of the trailers just to throw into the the break for the episode, but I didn't actually watch the uh, the video of it. 
Yeah, uh, he mentions, the superfan mentions a couple gags that were in the trailer, but uh, didn't show up in the final film. Hmm. Mm -hmm. He, like, says that there's something where, like, uh, Mr. Green is, like, making a lewd joke, or, or, like, somewhat, like, there's more jokes about, like, people looking down Miss Scarlet's cleavage and stuff. Yeah, there's a point where Mr. Green's screaming, and Mustard, like, was like, why do you scream? And he, he says, I'm screaming because I hate screaming. Something like that. What? In the trailer, yeah. Yeah. Um, the director says that there was a lot of stuff cut out of this movie just because they were just trying to get it to, like, I, I guess the audience uh, initial test reactions of this movie were terrible. And mm. so Paramount was like, hell battle, like, you gotta cut this down to shore as possible, you need to cut out as many jokes as well, possible. It, it and, also like, sucks because they've got a bunch of fantastic comedians who do a good job with what they're given, but they also didn't, they only let one improv scene in the movie. Yeah. And Which, everything, nothing the director else was did point out that, like... There was a lot of room for improv because if the character started going off too far off a leash, that would fuck up the plot because they can't say or do or reveal certain things. And like, there's mm -hmm. a little couple bits of improv and like a little bit of fudging. But yeah, like from a t even just from a plotting perspective, it was hard to let anyone go off the uh, the rails too much. Um, yeah. But I was when the movie started. When I rewatched it right before we started talking about uh, the, the 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 movie. I got to think about how if you made that movie again today, which they're they've been threatening for a while to remake Clue, how it would totally just be this Judd Apatow style, just everyone just... Because it's the movie's... I mean, it's a murder mystery whodunit thing, but in the end, it's no one really cares about the murder mystery. It's fun yeah. to see Wadsworth reenact what he thinks the, the answers are at the end, but it's really just a fun hangout movie. You're just hanging out with these characters because it's great actors and they have a lot of fun personality. Mm -hmm. And... It's kind of amazing how much fun and personality these actors were able to inject in these characters, despite the fact that, yeah, you said there was only one improv scene, a famous improv scene in the whole movie. And so it was more <laughs> just, yeah, through their performances rather than coming up with crazy affectations or crazy, like, off-the-cuff jokes that these, these actors were able to bring these pretty kind of thinly written characters to life. Yeah. Um, but through a lot of it's just weird affectations and stuff that can't necessarily be scripted, like, uh, Eileen Brennan just being a goddamn cuckoo all the goddamn time, or like, fucking, uh, who's the guy who plays Mr. Green? Famous guy. Michael McKean. Just, yeah. just weird, just kind of cagey goofiness, just like, this is, yeah, no, it's like hanging out with a bunch of, you know what, this is, I think a reason why a lot of kids love this movie when it was first airing on HBO and on video and stuff like that, is this is kind of like what kids would be if they had to act like adults. Because everyone mm, is so childish yeah. and cartoony, it's kind of like a kid's eye view of what they think adults would act like, even with, like, the girl's tits hanging out, and it's all, like, very kind of like... Burr, 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 burr. It's... Just, I don't know, but... Yeah. Ugh, monkey pants. Monkey I'm sorry, pants. you were saying... Nah, it's, I don't know. I don't even remember if I was saying anything. Del but, uh, also, which, I don't know how mm. this is going to go because, like I said, you're always the guy who does the blow-by-blow well, blow plot commentary and... I, have, I average eight pages of notes per episode. Yeah. Except for the room that was like, that was like 34 pages. <laughs> um, I can't imagine why. But I got two extra pages out of this one, so... Really? That's okay, yeah. Did but you try to make I, much sense out of, like, what was going on, like, in terms of the murder mystery? <sighs> Yeah, a little bit, but then when Wadsworth was reenacting everything, I wasn't gonna write all that shit down over again. Like, yeah, okay, this is what happened earlier in the movie, so I skipped even, all that. I was just gonna start writing notes about, like, funny little jokes and affectations people do, but that started piling up so quickly, I was just like, ah, fuck it. 
And so yeah, I've <laughs> I actually deleted movie, some notes. You know, I've, I should say, I've, I've seen this movie so many times. Yeah. It was one of those movies that was played on TV. We recorded it off TV, and it was watched ad nauseum at our, our house. Mm-hmm. So, so your sisters I, liked I, it. Yeah, my everybody liked it. It was it was it was a fun movie. It's got a little bit for something for everybody. It's got, it's got sex jokes for the parents to turn them on so they can make new children. It's got mm-hmm. titties for <laughs> that's, the that's what turns boys. parents on. Sex jokes. <laughs> it's got Michael McKean being sexy for all the teenage girls. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am, but you know. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, should, it's, should we start the yeah? Uh, the, the show. That blow, blow, blow. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a windy evening, and Tim Curry's headed towards a mansion. Man, I do Don- love the look of this mansion, which this is the one note I took and kept for the whole show. Mm. Um, I always did love the look of this house. It's actually just, I didn't realize this is a real place, just looking up uh, background information for the podcast. Uh, this is a combination of photographs and some matte paintings of the quote-unquote Max Bush house mm. in California. Uh, this place was a big mansion uh, that burned down just in 2005, but it's no, no. pretty much just what that house looks like. Um, the entire uh, interior of the house, of the mansion, was a set, except for the little bit of a ballroom that you see was actually filmed at that house. Uh, mm. There's a scene where I think Madeline Kahn or... Is it Madeline Kahn who goes into the, the ballroom and there's like the window, like the, the curtains are blowing and it turns out there's a cracked no, window? No, that's uh, Victor Victoria goes in there. Oh, is, oh shit, is she... Wait, what does she play in Victor Victoria? She's the gangster's girlfriend. Oh shit! Because I've I Leslie the and Ward, I've seen her other stuff, like and I forgot that. that. Which actually, if you go back to that episode, I probably spent half that episode talking about how hot Leslie and Warren was in this movie. But, uh, but yeah, that's the only uh, that's the only actual interior bit of this movie that was actually filmed within that mansion that you see Wads were throwing up to. Everything else was just a set that was mm-hmm. then bought by was it i think nbc uh they were filming dynasty and they're like oh this is a great set we'll just like put some extra decorations around that'll be like our protagonist mansion for the rest of the series so hmm. yeah if you ever watch dynasty after 1985 everyone's like running around a, the the hill, quote-unquote hill house mansion uh which yeah. i didn't i never paid attention to the beginning of this movie like i didn't realize no. like fucking uh, Scarlett O'Hara, like, she gets her fucking, she gets picked up by Back to the Future by flashing her ass and stuff like that. We'll get to mm-hmm. that in a bit, but like, I don't know why, I forgot this, anything happened before the characters show up in this movie. But go yeah. ahead. You say, okay, Look, he's he, driving up the house. And he gets there and dogs bark at him and he tosses them a couple bones. Which, which lets uh, him shorten the leech and he steps in doggy duty and... It's a poo-poo. It's One of the big things in the... Actually, there's not that much takeaway from the uh, commentary, but the, one of the few things in the commentary the guy says, he's like, he regrets the poo-poo joke. The dog shit joke, because he's like, this, yeah. this... Stylistically, this is not like, fitting anything else in the movie. But have you ever heard about the fourth ending that they were going to do for this movie that they never got around to filming? I heard... Yeah. I th- yeah. So... But I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, wasn't it... Wads- Wadsworth killed everyone? Yeah, Wadsworth poisons everyone at the beginning of the movie. I can't remember exactly why he does all this stuff. I, I think he maybe just goes nuts. Uh, mm. And, like, he just did this just to show the world that he could be a master criminal or something like that. But, yeah, he poisons everyone and lets everyone kind of tear themselves apart. It sounds like... Oh, God, or maybe Wadsworth... But Wadsworth is responsible for at least killing... Poisoning all the main characters, and then he locks them all up in the house, runs away and is torn apart by these dogs as he's trying to escape. No. 
And so yeah. I guess this whole thing of him like just showing off that the fact that the guard dogs are outside yeah, the front door. Yeah, that sounds a little dark. Yeah, and that they have to be fed the meat in order to supplicate them so he can get into the house is supposed to be mm. setting up the fact that when he runs out of the house at the end, he just gets torn apart because they're hungry. Which gotcha. is never a thing for any of the other three endings, but so, I don't know. But yeah. uh, I guess that's the only reason why this whole thing... They could have just cut out the scene then if it was never going to be yeah. part of like that unfilmed fourth ending. But then you'd be you'd, then you'd lose the hilarious joke of people sniffing the air and checking their shoes. Yeah, and th they, this movie already is already a little slow to take off and that kind of goes on for like... Eh. But yeah. Mm. It's New England in 1954. Mm -hmm. He goes inside, starts looking around the mansion. And, really oh, cool look, set. It, it, look, in this room, it's the maid. She for sure wasn't the burning desire of every boy under the age of 15 who watched this movie back in the day. No siree, Bob. She didn't form any maid fetishes in anyone. Not, she, you know what? Like, I think if you just go online, like tvtropes.com, she is the... Like literally the the maid of like yeah of like she she's the internet's like iconic maid French maid thing, uh, mm -hmm. which is funny because I never actually like I never thought she was super hot. I was as a kid I was like oh wow those are some tits but like I never I I'm glad it didn't damage me enough that I have like a specific thing for French maids. I don't have a problem with French maids. Oh but, no me either. Yeah, but I've never like yeah. It's all about her bouncing around and <laughs> running does. downstairs and. There's a How scene shortly before she gets killed where the director laughs, where he laughs at laughing. At, he laughs about thinking about how everyone else in the theater and all the and uh, all the screenings laughed because it's a shot where she's it's in the dark after someone's like turned off the lights and she's like running downstairs and you just see like the the light behind her is just cresting on the top of her tits as they're bouncing mm -hmm. down and she's running down the stairs and he was like that act that shot right there actually got one of the biggest laughs of the film just because it was not even intentionally it was just you know that lady <laughs> in that costume had to run down steps was gonna a lot of shits flying all over the place but i mean that costume makes no sense in any universe especially no, yeah. 1954 but god bless him <laughs> especially like the creepy murder mansion 1954 with no one else ever guess comes to show up unless they want to get murdered i guess or yeah you think she'd be like do you all mind if i go upstairs and find something else to wear <laughs> <laughs> can i get a sweater it is cold yeah. oh my god yeah but okay yeah and 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 what did science do? What 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 science did they do to make her so damn jiggly? I hope I hope this movie won special effect uh, Oscar I, for best thing, special effects. Where I'm just like, I I mean I understand that there's this you know push up bras and stuff like that, but like at the same time like, it's like from an engineering perspective, it is difficult to understand <laughs> what's happening, even to a lesser extent. Yeah, Miss Scarlet's dress too, but like. I just, I'm glad I'm, it's, it's one of those things where, like, as a guy, I'm appreciative of all this stuff, but as a, uh, also, I'm like, man, I'm glad I don't have to be a woman, I have to put up with the shit at the same time, because I'm like, I don't even understand how you get into this stuff and not, like, have your tits flapping out, like, poking out, like, your nipples, like, just sloshing out all over the place <laughs> when you've got, like, a French cut top that is, like, custom designed to, like, show as much flesh as humanly possible that, without actually just having your areola there, but... Yeah. Yeah, and especially yeah, if you have to run around and like, oh Jesus Christ, there's got to be a lot of like super glued, like double sided tape involved or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she, he checks with her to make sure everything's ready and that she has her instructions. She says she does, and then he leaves, and she sniffs the air and checks her shoes to find out what that poop smell is. Ugh. And then he checks with the cook, who lets him know dinner will be ready at 7:30, and she earns her line for the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, did she say yes? 
No, or... she says, General, will you be ready around 7 Oh, that's period. all she says. I, okay, think, yeah. I think that's her only line in the entire movie. Uh, Other than screaming, I guess, or, yeah. No, she doesn't even scream. You, we don't even hear her scream because it's covered by Miss no. Peacock's scream later. That's a good point, yeah. actually. Huh. So, Mar Martin Mole shows up. Uh, what do you know Martin Mole from? I know Martin Mole is just being in this movie. Like, Martin, he's been in a thousand things, but, like, very, yeah. like, just because I saw Clue, and I just know him from Clue. Uh, what else do you know him from? Uh, oh, what's that documentary about the painting? He was in that. Oh, the fucking, uh... Because he's oh. an actual, he's an artist. He, because he's friends with, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, 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 Dingle and Bopper. Dingle and Bopper. No, uh, who's the? Penn and oh, Teller. Penn and Teller. Okay, man, I'm gonna have to edit around this, because my, this is what I get for trying to look up the internet while we're talking. Uh, yeah, Penn and Teller, they, uh, uh, I think it was Teller specifically financed the film. God damn it, I can't find it. It's Isn't the it... movie about the painting. Yeah, okay, the Martin dot Mole. artist. Painting. The dot art. The dot artist. The thing, wait, not the dot artist, the guy who did the thing, the fake stuff. The fake stuff? He did the photo real stuff. Yeah, but I thought he did it by making tiny, like, thousands and thousands of tiny dots. No, that's what the guy in the documentary a... did. Oh, God, why is this not on his Isn't Wikipedia it? page? Uh, photo realistic. <laughs> painting documentary. Yeah, that'll get it. Tim's Vernier. There we go. Vernier. That's yeah. I forgot Martin Mull's in that. Yeah. That's a great documentary. Obviously, I've not seen oh, it in a fantastic. while because I forgot Martin Mull's in it. But yeah, it's a documentary about um this painter named Tim who's trying to copy this Vermeer painting. No, he's painting. not a painter. He's a documentarian. Well, he well that's no, right. He, he learns how to paint to figure out how no this... ex no experience painting. Yeah, he's trying to figure out how this Dutch painter Vermeer did these photorealistic paintings back in like, like in 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 Denmark in like 1652, and he successfully re reverse engineers this elaborate mirror uh, contraption that this guy essentially used just to photocopy real life into paintings. Like he could just project mm -hmm. like real life images onto a piece of paper and they just painted over it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I forgot that Martin Mull shows up because I guess he's a, a fan of that stuff. So, hmm, okay. He was also, he was also uh, Roseanne's boss on a season of, or two of Roseanne. That's okay. But yeah, it's Martin Mull. You would think just everyone yeah. just know him if if you grew up in the eighties or nineties. He was just all over the place. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, not so much movies, but I just remember him showing up all the time in uh, TV. Uh, he was on the Larry Sanders show. Mm. Uh, he was on The Simpsons for one episode. Of course, everyone's been on The Simpsons for one episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Arrested Development. Oh, Eugene Parmesan in Arrested Development. There you go. <laughs> in in this, he says he's Colonel Mustard, and he tries to give uh, Wadsworth, who's Tim Curry, obviously, yeah. his real name. But he, Tim Curry's like, nah, 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 nah. Well, depending on which ending <laughs> you're talking about, is that that, that is that is either his real name or it's not? Yeah. You don't want that shit tonight. Tonight, you must it. Oh, yeah, because so, everyone's... Also, the director does talk about how um, the obvious thing that was pointed out to him is that he should have all the characters and all the characters' colors from the game. You know, you should have Miss White should be dressed in white, and Mr. Green should be dressed in green. Yeah, I, I his, like it better this way. 
Well, yeah, he was, well, he said, well, even then, all these names are pseudonyms that these people don't know that they're going to get until they show up in the movie. And he's like, even though this is a dumb comedy, like, I want there at least to be a little bit of logic to it. Yeah, so. nobody's going to get an envelope and it says, okay, it says to call me Mr. Plum, I guess I got to wear purple. I wear purple, but everyone's cars do match. Like, mm. I'm looking at the Scarlet uh, scene right now, and she's got a red car, Mr. Green, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so, but they, they went that far, but that's more of just the small joke. But I guess specifically yeah. it's the color of their pieces. In the original game, yeah. too, so. So, uh, Tim Curry lets him know his name is Wadsworth, the butler, and directs him to the library where the maid is told to give him whatever he needs within reason. And now Mrs. White is at the door, who also sniffs the air and checks her shoes. Yeah, and it's such a mad magazine joke. Well, they picked the joke up at the dollar store because that's how cheap it is. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> And I guess and, you gotta kill time until the mystery starts. I don't know. And Mrs. White is introduced to Yvette, the maid, and oh shit, they might know each other. Dun, dun, dun. Which does that does that track? Because I know. Oh no, because yes, she does. Because she hates. Other. Yeah. Because she works for Miss Scarlet, and Miss Scarlet she hates with the flames on this. No wait, she yeah. hates Yvette no. with the flames on this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then Miss Scarlet's broken down the side of the road, but Christopher Lloyd passes by and stops and picks her up. Yeah, and... I never got the thing where she sees a car about to come, and so she t specifically, like, flattens down her 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 skirt and, like, bends her ass what? over. You never got that? What do you mean you never got that? I was You don't sleepy. know why she did that? I just, I, as a kid, I guess I just don't understand the appeal of women's it's... asses. So uh, I just... Well, as a kid, I guess you could. But it's no different than like an I old thought they were just trying to dust them. where a lady will try to hitchhike and she'll hike up to her 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 dress leg Which... or her, the bottom of her dress yeah. to show off a like leg. Like Pee Wee does. Thumbs it um, yeah. Yeah. Which is even more ridiculous. She even kicks up her leg like a pinup model, and I never got like the idea that she's trying to. Which is funny because I always thought Miss Scarlet was hot in the movie. It's not a matter of me like not having a boner for people, but like it was just like never. I don't know. Yeah. You were just too innocent, Bill. I told anything. I'm drawing Back to the Future in my sketchbook, and then I'm like, Back to the Future's <laughs> in my movie, but it's not Back to the Future. What's happening? Mm -hmm. So yeah, Back so, to the Future picks up uh, uh, Miss Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah, and then Mrs. Peacock is introduced briefly and is silently shocked at the maid's tits, which for the 1980s are out of control. I didn't get that until now. Like, yeah, and she makes a, she, yeah, she mugs at the camera about I mean, tits. could you imagine seeing those in the 1950s? You know what? If I, saw, the, if I times... saw those in in real life now, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? There's been a couple times in my life where I've been presented with female body parts like that. And from women I... Ha, who were they were on a platter? What, what the? <laughs> were they on a platter? He has y'all body pots well, for the evening. And like, I have learned that I am terrible at not looking at like i i can't play that game oh no like, even if even if you think you're being the stealthiest ever they know yeah and when that but then when you're intentionally averting your eyes that becomes just as conscious as anything else and mm -hmm. so you know like and the how there's no way i'm the i have no chill in that situation yeah like and that's mm, yeah yeah what you do the entertainment oh here we go what no they, get my notebook the, out the thing, how you how you save yourself from that situation is then you start watching everyone else reacting to that, and that's at least you're mm. still your 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 attention is on something, and you're amusing yourself by seeing how everyone else is struggling with the same situation, and because you're not staring at the tits, but not of like going out of your way to stare at the ceiling while someone's trying to offer you a drink, you're at least kind of like you're still engaged in the yeah that, that's you know that's how you save yourself yeah yeah for for uh, we went we had to go to a because 
my son can't have dairy or soy, which means Kelsey can't have dairy or soy. Oh, no. So we went to a vegan restaurant for breakfast the other day, and <sighs> some, some, I didn't see it, but uh, some lady walked in uh, with another lady. And it was the most Portland thing ever, because one of them said that she had a banjo emergency, that's why she was late. And the other one was wearing a mesh top with a bra underneath, but the bra didn't have any cups, apparently. And I so was like, it was just fucking, like fucking vegan restaurant in Portland, of course. So her nipples were hanging out? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah. were you like tracking this or no, Kelsey noticed and was like, you gotta look at this shit that's going on at the next table. But. Well, I'd, I'd like to think the kid was watching, too. Like, all through, the whole family's just like, what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> we all just stared and said, boom. Did she have big tits, too, or just, like, kind of flat-chested? Or? I, I didn't I didn't look. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell you. Not that that really matters much or anything like I that. I did but. see that in Disneyland once, and some chick was walking around with big old cans, and she was just wearing a mesh shirt. I was like, she's gonna wow. get out Disneyland? of Wow, Yeah. Wow, I guess the, uh... The 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 she the, probably had the barbershop quartet her. hadn't been alerted to haul her out yet or yeah. anything like that. She yeah, had, she must have been wearing something over top of it and took it off. Yeah, the she, maybe she got hot and sweaty or like got like yeah, the top got soaked on, on a ride or something like that. So maybe who knows? Maybe she was anyway, filming something for YouTube there or something. Yeah. Enough boob talk for the moment. I like <laughs> like one yeah one showing up of 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 the French maid is enough to send the podcast off uh, on a tangent for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, so, Mr. Green is also there. His personality, he's, he's jumpy and awkward. Uh, Peacock and Plum arrive. He touches her butt. It's creepy. And she oh, looks annoyed right. and yeah. frustrated. They go inside. Everyone's there now. And the, the, the cook bangs a gong, which makes Green throw his drink all over Peacock because dinner's ready now. Yeah. And this, does, goes, this sets up a little bit of a, a slight gag thread of him... The fucking things up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so accident prone." Sorry, I'm accident prone. Hey, yeah. while we're talking about him, why did he never play uh, uh, Batman's story? brother or him in a biopic or something? Batman. He, he looks like Adam West in this movie. Oh yeah, I was thinking he looked like a grown-up Ralphie from A Christmas Story. He could do that too. Yeah, it could be both. He <laughs> could combine the stories. But he looks like he's related to Adam West. <laughs> I don't know if it's the hair and the glasses or what, but... <laughs> Ralphie's parents, they get gunned down in an alley while buying him the Red Rider BB gun, and he go loses his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, no, I can totally see... No, like, it, it's funny to imagine him as kind of big... He, this is, like, the only time I think he's ever played, like, an intentionally, like... Not that he's supposed to be super sexy, but he's, like, an attractive guy who's not, like, a fucked-up mess or anything like that. Yeah. Because, like, this is, like, right around the same time he did, uh, Spinal Tap and things like that, but it's kind of funny to see him playing a straight man, too. He's not, like, this, this, this... I mean, he's, yeah. he's a doofy, nervous Quasi-straight man. But he's not, like... Actually, he's not playing a straight man at all. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Unless, <laughs> depending <laughs> on which ending <laughs> you're talking about... <laughs> if you take his word at face value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody goes in the dining room, and they all sit down, and Mustard asks Wadsworth if he's gonna eat, and he's like, nah, 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 I'm just a butler. And somebody asked him what he what that means, and he says it means he buttles. Yeah, it's, you can only really get away with that joke with an English accent where you where you say buttholes in such a way that doesn't sound like buttholes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shark fin soup is brought out. There's so many claims it is, even though I guess is it only Miss Peacock who gets the Cantonese no, monkey no, that, brains? That's, yeah, that's different. Oh, okay. that's, this is the appetizer. It's a uh, okay, meal. okay, okay, okay. Uh, there's still an empty seat. It's for Mr. Body. Uh, name that in no way says, I'm gonna be murdered. Yeah. Body with two Ds, too, which is a little goofy. Yeah. Because that's needed. Did you know uh, there's a novelization about this movie that's highly prized yeah. among the Clue? Like, the, I guess there's a whole bunch of different character, like, building stuff in the novelization, too, which I'm kind of morbidly curious about now. I feel like my family had it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh... It wasn't just the instruction manuals for the board game. No, it was it was it was the actual. I'm pretty sure we had. Did the they? Board. They had to have made a version of the board game that just features all these. Characters they did the not. Movie, right? I looked, which is really? how I discovered that there is a Golden Girls Clue game. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I didn't respond to that. You hit me up that's while I was, okay. I was I was away from my computer. I only had my phone. Oh God, which that makes sense. Well, so wait, who dies in that version? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a dog. There's the was it Martin? No, not Martin Mull. What was the spinoff? Empty Nest? Is it the dude from Empty Nest? Yes, he's yeah. the one that got murdered. Anyway. 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 Uh, mustard and white slurp their soups. It's hilarious. Oh, you know uh, what it is? It's probably someone stole like Blanche's cookies or something like that. That's, oh, it, that's It's not cookies. a murder crime, but it's gonna be... I know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Peacock, slurp souping... Yeah. yeah. Peacock breaks the ice and starts talking and just rambles for a while and she's used to being a hostess because of her husband's worth but she shouldn't say who he is but Green knows who she is because she works in Washington too. Yeah. Peacock is a politician's wife. This ice breaking uh, scene is actually pretty great because like again you get a lot of character where it's Eileen Brennan she's freaking out because she can't handle silences and Mr. Green's being creepy and uh, mm. Back to the Future's being all like psychiatrist and stuff and it's a good character setting moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she asks White what her husband does, and she says, no, nothing. He just lays around on his back all day. And then Scarlet says, that sounds like hard work. And then <laughs> lightning, and it makes Green slap his spoon and send soup all over flying on Scarlet. And yeah, Scarlet tries to knock him out. Of she, yeah, because he, he, she, she already anticipates him trying to go after her tits, yeah. Yeah. More food is brought out, and Peacock goes to town on it, remarking on how it's one of her favorite dishes. Shit, she loves it so much. In HD, and it, though, she's obviously just eating, like, like mashed potatoes or, like, whipped cream or something. It's not like... And yeah. she, like and it's funny to see everyone pretending to eat in this scene, too, but yeah. Yeah. And, oh, God, he really uh, is just... It's like chicken all like king or something. Yeah, through various conversations, they all figure out that they're all... They all work in or around Washington, D.C., except Mr. Plum. But he works for the UN, so everybody gets their money from government. And then Mustard, Colonel Mustard, stands up and demands to know what their, where their host is, and who he is, and why they were brought there. And continue, continuing the front doorbell rings, which is a literal bell. It I think it's also a good rhyme. Oh, you're the next uh, what, Kanye. What amazing timing! Uh, conversation with Mr. Body happens off screen. He has a bag full yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I didn't catch and... that until this, where, like, he threatens Wadsworth in a weird way. It's like, over oh, my dead body, Wadsworth, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, like, He's even watching this again, I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's being done for, as a bit of theater for the guests, or if that's just how they actually interact. I guess it depends on which version of the, the ending you believe in, because their relationship is entirely different depending on the ending. But Yeah, yeah. and Wadsworth locks everyone in the house, and... And Body I... wondering, walks in and wondering what everyone's doing there. And I, if you had told me we'd do two movies with Lee Ving in them, I would have called you a liar. 
Oh, can you figure it out, Bill? Oh, God. I, um, which I'm sure I probably went on a lengthy explanation as to who leaving was in that other movie. You did. Because uh, he's the, 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 the lead singer and guitarist from uh, the band Fear, which, mm -hmm. <laughs> not just growing up, but like when I was in my 20s, gave Clue a lot of like punk credentials with a lot of people. Because people would be like, Clue's pretty good, could, but can you fucking believe Lee Vink's in that fucking, why mm. is he in that movie? In the commentary, the director talks about how, of course, that character was supposed to be like, kind of like an Alec Guinness upper class dude older guy some somebody who would believe would own this mansion and everything like that yeah. i guess the studio was like no uh we, <laughs> get leaving we own the company that's distributing fear uh, albums these these days and fear just put out an album i don't know why because you'd think it would be like an actual rock star not leaving who's like the scuzzy fucking punk dude but they're like no we gotta have leaving in this movie and so it was like okay randomly i'll just make this rich guy who owns this mansion is doing all this evil work he's just going to be this really scuzzy 35 year old guy from brooklyn for no reason who we're going to pretend is also secretly the butler it makes no fucking sense at no. all but anyway but yeah what was the other movie uh i will give you the biggest hint hmm. and i am I, I'll give you a 10% chance winter. That, you, that you still won't get it. Oh, no. Took place in your hometown. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, no, wait. Was he in uh, Flashdance? Yeah, there you go. What the hell was he in Flashdance? Oh, was he the he bad was, guy who's constantly harassing? He, not a bad guy, per se. He just owned the actual strip club. Oh, the real titty bar. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you have not... If you have not seen Flashdance, don't see Flashdance. Just listen to no. our episode about it. Includes better than Flashdance. Oh, this, hell yeah. This, this is the of, of the leaving uh, duology. This is definitely the better one. <laughs> um, Lee Ving, yeah, and he's a terrible actor in this movie too. Yeah, like he's—it's so weird that he didn't get an actual real person for this movie. But it's not terrible. <laughs> they didn't get an actual just... real person. <laughs> Lee Ving's not a real person. He's a lizard <laughs> king. But yeah, he shows up and he kind of just growls and scrimmages at everybody and just kind of. Yeah, he and. Miss Peacock demands to know what's going on, and Wadsworth says they all got letters, and all those letters are like, hey, yo, you got problems, but this evening we're going to clear up some of those problems. Signed, a friend. Everybody's letters saying the same thing, but not Mr. Body's letter. He's like, I didn't say that shit. So, and then Wadsworth asks if anybody would care for fruit or dessert. And, <laughs> okay, and, glad, glad to see you've got some, okay, yeah, got some bojo uh, there. No one does, so they go to the study for coffee and brandy, at which point their unknown host will tell them what's going on. Wadsworth opens an envelope, says to Wadsworth, open after dinner. Oh. The papers inside say to explain what they all have in common with each other, unless Mr. Body wants to. He's like, no, no, go ahead. So, this is the part of the movie where it's really, like, it stops, like, I stop finally well, being able to follow yeah. the murder mystery, and, like, well, yeah. and he doesn't say that, actually. He, he stands up and says it's all a hoax, which I don't understand that line. That's, yeah, I don't leave, even, and, like, so he's pretending to be a... windows and all the doors are locked. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, but Wadsworth likes, come on, let's go back to the study. That is Rocky Horror here, actually, now that I think about it a little bit, like... So, Everybody yeah. does, except Mr. Body, who runs to the greenhouse to smash the window, but oh no, there's a doggo outside. Supposedly, this was setting up also the Wadsworth getting killed, because Wadsworth runs through the conservatory, through the glass window, and out there. 
and this that's where he gets killed by the dogs, which doesn't make mm. any sense because he's the one warning him about the dogs here, so it's not like Wadsworth doesn't know about the dogs. Yeah. Because he's saying, hey, don't go out there because dogs, but... I mean, there's a reason they didn't include it. Yeah, but I guess presumably everyone's being fed champagne in the scene. I don't know. I, I guess maybe this is the champagne that's been poisoned, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, again, tying into that unfilmed fourth ending, but anyway, but yeah. So, he, everyone comes back, yeah. Back to the study they go, and Wadsworth tells everybody that the thing they have in common is, is they're all being blackmailed. And now they're all in the same boat. Since they're all in the same boat, pardon moi, mm-hmm. he's going to tell everybody why they're getting blackmailed. And Mrs. White is like, oh, come on, bro, be cool. He's like, eh, sorry, yo. So. Oh, that's right, because like, yeah, yeah, like, they're trying to still keep their information away from each other. Like, yeah. 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 Professor Plum is a psychiatrist who lost his license because he fucked one of his patients. The way that's explained that, <laughs> that thing that male doctors not do with their female doctors, well, he did it, yeah. Yeah. There's some great Mrs. turns of phrase in this movie, yeah. And Mrs. Peacock is like, gross, you gross. So Wadsworth is like, hey, get off your high horse. You've been taking bribes in exchange for your husband's votes. Yeah. Sliding money under men's rooms, doors. Uh, everybody says they're being blackmailed for things they didn't do, but not Scarlet. Oh, she is being blackmailed, but she did what she being blackmailed for. She's a madame. She runs a certain house of ill repute where gentlemen can kill with saucy ladies of the night. And this starts like Leslie Ann's worn way of like always talking in this movie where it's always like thrusting her hips and slinging her tits around and always been like... Uh, she's really just going to the rafters with, I'm a female, I got boobs, how you doing? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mr. Plum gets all dignant and walks over and is like, oh yeah? What's the number? That's a very 13-year-old joke of, hey, you want sex? Oh, that's right, okay, yeah, boo, boo, boo. Yeah. I do like a so, lot, what a bald-faced pervert Mr. Green, or Mr. Plum is, yeah. Professor Plum, that's back to the future, yeah. Yeah, and, and... Somehow, it's like, oh, that's how she knows Colonel Mustard, and he's like, hey, Well, that the insinuation is that because he was sleeping, he he was fucking her girls and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, hey, that ain't true. Tell him it's not true. And she says it's not true, and then Plum asks her if that's true, and she says no, and Wadsworth says, oh. don't negative, which for some reason makes Mustard... Mustard thinks he has photos because he's apparently an idiot. Oh, because negatives, because can... double, because yeah. it's uh, wordplay. Get it? Yeah. And then Mustard drives a pretty fancy car for someone that works at the Pentagon, and he doesn't make a lot of money though. He came into money during the war when he lost his mommy and daddy. Which I guess that's one of the few other Mad Libs, not Mad Libs, Ad Libs. Martin Mull, the original line was, "My mom and dad died," and Martin Mull said, "Can I just change it to mommy and daddy, just to make him yeah. seem that much more?" Pathetic, but yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mrs. White probably killed her husband, which is why he was lying on his back, not doing anything. I'm a little like, shay. I'm a little bummed they actually have to clear out, like, explain that joke. Because it works, like, it works better on a second viewing if they don't even point it out. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she says she didn't kill him. She didn't want to, but she didn't want a scandal, which is why she was paying the blackmail. She yeah. found it in the home. His head had been cut off, and his, uh, man. You know. Oh, yeah, and all the other guys in the room crossed their legs. Yeah, her, her, her. She said she was out all evening, so she couldn't have done it. And her first husband also disappeared, but that was his job. He was an illusionist. He's a terrible but, illusionist. But he wasn't a very good one, so <laughs> she never reappeared. And Madeline Kahn, she doesn't have a lot to do, but she's she's selling it as well. She can, too. Now, I, I know you... 
Well, we both do, but you, I think more so than me, love Madeline Kahn. I've got a po- I've got a- yeah, uh, for Young Frankenstein poster of Madeline Kahn above my TV as I'm uh, recording and watching this right now, yeah. What- what do you think of Madeline Kahn with this hairdo? Because this hairdo could be very oh, polarizing. this ass. I don't like it. <laughs> she was super hot in Young Frankenstein, but she's obviously just got a cheap- Well, so have you heard of one of the other big bits of trivia about this movie? Carrie Fisher was supposed to be Miss White in this movie, yeah. but she got thrown into rehab like a week before they started filming because she was coked to the heavens. And mm -hmm. so, no, not Miss White, Miss Scarlet. Yeah. Oh, because I want to say because like Miss White's wig is so cheap and stupid looking. They must have just thrown <laughs> it in the last minute, but no, she's like, eh? oh, you know, that's uh, the other bit of trivia from the director's commentary is that. Miss White was the by far the most underwritten character, uh, mm. but because the guy who directed the movie was also the writer, once he met Madeline Kahn and she said she wanted to be part of the movie, he uh, plumped up the role to take advantage of Madeline Kahn. You're going to yeah. take advantage of that as much as possible. But, yeah, that hair, it's not terrible. It's not like when I'm looking at the movie, I want to punch her in the face or anything like that, <laughs> which is a terrible reaction to someone who you don't find explicitly attractive. Well, I think, I think but, it helps the role not feel i mean it's madeline khan but it doesn't feel like madeline khan yeah it feels she's like not Mrs. like the White. sexy even though she's supposed to be like a black widow it's not like it does fit like the cold clipped personality that her character's supposed to have yeah. um but it's not terrible but it's it's definitely not like the fun madeline khan um but yeah. it's yeah it's not you know the funny thing though it does kind of make her look like the spider from jack and the james and the giant peach because that already has that kind of oh. that same haircut. Yeah. And my friend Bite always me. wanted to fuck that spider. So oh no. Wanted to. What? Hey, I, I got a question for Bite me. How's it feel to be thrown under that bus? You know what? Hopefully don't listen to the fuck. I should have said the name. I should have said I had a friend. Oh, no. I'll be put out. <laughs> I he was so embarrassed to be sexually turned on by a goddamn <laughs> stop motion spider in a short. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you mean to say that, that wasn't history all day? No. The time code, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The only problem is, if anyone knows me, they're just going to be thinking about which male friends I have, which <laughs> could have potentially been one to fuck that spider. <laughs> which, you know, in, in comparison to that, I'm totally fine with having crush on Madeline, Madeline Kong compared to the spider from James and the Giant Beast. Anyway, yeah. I feel way so. more well-adjusted. Mr. Uh. Green stands up and tells the room that he works for the State Department and he's gay. If that's found out, he'll lose his job. And you know, I, I, for the 1980s, you know what? There's good job not having. Panic. Yeah, it's pretty much he sits down on the couch and Plum stands up to get away from him, and that's pretty much it for gay panic in this movie. Yeah, and there's like one joke about and like no, who's and, gonna go and, up to the attic with a vet, and like he says he's not, and like there's no like the fact that he's gay is not a punchline into itself. Next really? week's movie that we're gonna do has a lot more gay panic than this. There's movie. one, or, yeah. Well, specifically one or two reference, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the mindset of the male who writes jokes like that. Is Bleh. yeah. But yeah. So I, but yeah, he's just uh, he's just uh, as it should be. Well, and Mr. Green's kind of a weirdo, but it's not. A, he's not playing a weirdo because he's gay. It's not effeminate. He's just a weirdo. Yeah, yeah he's like on the spectrum as well. Maybe you know what me he's me, me blaming someone being weird as being on the spectrum is probably going to be he's the future's version of. He's of, not a stereotype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just a good everybody boy. else is kind of playing a stereotype, but he's not a stereotype. Yeah. I mean, he's the secret hero of the movie too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then 
That just leaves Mr. Body. What's his deal? Oh, you haven't guessed? He's the one that's been blackmailing you. And oh, they all get angry and ADR sounds and Mustard <laughs> tries to do fisticuffs with them. Yeah. But for being an army man, he gets taken down quickly by leaving, stomping on his foot and doing a three stooges eye poke on him. And the commentary for this movie is totally like the kind of thing where the guy goes, it's quiet for 20 minutes. He's wheezing and he's like, ah, that's from the three stooges. <laughs> it's like, right. I went out of way to get myself a Stitcher subscription just to hear that. Thank you. So, uh, Wadsworth says to calm down and the police are coming and all they have to do is tell them Mr. Body's blackmailing them and he'll be behind bars and all the problems will be over. And, and Wadsworth has the evidence and the whole conversation is being tape recorded. So it's all going to be good. Yeah, you see Yvette's like in the billiard room. Like she's Listening. the one actually recording everything. Yeah. Listening with her titties all out and God damn. <laughs> Just And then Mr. Body goes in the hall and grabs his bag and opens it and he gives everybody a bunch of purple ribbon wrapped boxes. Just to and... show that he's extra evil and yeah, all the boxes have uh weapons from the game. Yeah, it's, it's weapons from the game of blue. Yeah. I mean, some of these are just poor weapons. The people who get the knife and the gun are like, yeah, I got a weapon, but somebody got a candlestick and they're like, the Especially fuck, if you get man? the gun. I mean, the, the, yeah. the candlestick is no better than any other random objects already in that room. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, maybe if he had given out, everybody gets a gun. It's just swords. One, one person opens a box and it's like a thimble. And he's like, sorry, I thought we were doing Monopoly. I fucked up. <laughs> Go you! Ch what are they? I got you a small car. I guess you could run. Actually, that's that's a pretty good view. The murder weapon is itself. Yeah. Somebody's like, "Oh, a puppy!" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I got you a boot." <laughs> I'm not from Canada. So, Mister Body says, "Now that everybody has weapons, they can't kill him for reasons, but they can like, kill Wadsworth." Yeah, that's the logic. In I don't know why this is just happening, just because it's based off a game. Yeah, and like. Uh, I forgot, wait, what is Mr. Buddy doing with this stuff? Oh, is there, everybody's supposed to kill... Oh, he's gonna turn off the lights and everyone's supposed to kill Wadsworth. Yeah. Because Wadsworth cause... is somehow a thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, this is the whole part of the movie where, like, the logic seems to start getting really soupy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, I just... Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's Mr. also this is the part of the podcast Mr. Body really says everybody can can't kill him because reasons but they can kill wadsworth because he knows it and then they just turn <laughs> off the lights and leave and keep being blackmailed okay mr body just says so, everyone can kill wadsworth because of plot oh don't want to we'll be right right back oh don't want to we'll be right right back oh don't want to we'll be right right back we're coming right back after these messages we're coming right back after these messages <laughs> Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm right out one! Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? If I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? I said F. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock, 
I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Still the one. ABC. Yes, so he turns off the light. Scuffle sounds happen. Somebody says, "Oh my God!" Yeah. And then a gunshot goes off, and Mr. Mrs. Peacock turns on the light, and Mr. Body's laying on the floor, and then he he dead supposedly. Plum checks for his pulse and says he's dead, and someone grabbed the gun from him in the dark because he had the gun out of the box, and he says it doesn't matter anyway because he didn't get shot. There's no bullet hole. The bullet only grazed his ear. Yeah, and look, and his the bolt broke the a face of the mantle. So yeah. how did he die? Mr. Plum shrugs. It's like, fuck if I know. Are we worried and about how this any of this ties into any of the endings later on? Because, like, according to one ending, Professor Plum has just tried to shoot and kill Body, but missed. Uh, one of the other yeah. endings, I think it's Scarlet. And the other ending is, maybe it's still Professor Plum? I think it's Professor Plum in two of the endings. Like, no, Oh, no, one. no, one ending, it's all... Uh, the, uh, the the first ending, it's it's all Miss Peacock. No, the second it's... Ending, it's... Oh yes, yes. It's all Miss the second Peacock. ending. Yeah. It's all Scarlet and uh, Yvette, and the third mm-hmm. ending, everyone is just yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Miss Peacock says she needs a drink, and after she takes a swig, it's Plum's like maybe he was poisoned, and she starts screaming, and Mr. Green grabs that's her. That's supposedly when the cook's like, being murdered during had, that one. That 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 I, that, 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 I that, had that, to uh, stop scream. her from screaming. Which I was kind of. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to listen to the commentary because. I, in the commentary, they talk about how they try to film the movie in order because they figured yeah. that, that that would make more sense from a production perspective for continuity's sake. Which also, in the one of the few other big things I gleaned from the commentary, uh, the the commentary uh, the, the continuity person on this film was someone named Doris Growl. Oh, I was gonna say they were missing. Uh, well, <laughs> you would absent? know. It's great because the, the director's like, oh yeah, that Doris Grau, she had a voice like a steam steamroller. You would know Doris Grau as Lunch Lady oh, Doris from The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. You, I know she had a career in Hollywood before she was like, I think she may have been the continuity person on The Simpsons or something like that. And they just liked her voice and so said, hey, do you want to voice the Lunch Lady on this show? But it's just funny that like her, her name popped up in a thing. For, anyway, but I wanted to see if he mentions how much of this they did manage to film in continuity before... Uh, they started falling behind, uh, uh, schedule, like, like, really early in filming, so they started having to shoot everything, like, everything in the study was filmed in one, like, you know, like, three-day burst and, uh, and stuff, stuff like that, but, like, why, <laughs> Tim Curry does such, such a great job impersonating other people, specifically, the I had to stop her from screaming moment that I'm assuming they must have already filmed that scene, which I guess it does take place in the same set, so, like, they could have yeah. just done, yeah, okay, that makes sense, okay, but, like, Cause yeah, no, I love that. Cause even when Michael McKean's doing that, I'm already thinking about how great it is when Tim Curry does that at the end of the movie. Cause it's such a great, like he's shoving up his glasses, even though Michael McKean's not doing that in that moment. I'm gonna shut up and let you talk. The rest of the drink was spilled, so they got no way to know now unless they just wait and see if she dies. <laughs> Which is great. She's like, okay. 
no time for that though. Yvette is screaming from the other room, so they go and see what she's screaming about. But the door is locked, but she unlocks it and let them in. And she says she was screaming because they locked her in with the murderer, which this any, is yes, any so, of them. Her thing is saying this like one of the people, one chunky. of the people have just run in to rescue her is 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 the murderer. That's essentially yeah. what she says. It's the most like what? And they're like they're like why were you screaming? And she's like because I drank the cognac too. <laughs> So she'll hang out with everybody else. For the next... So, for the, pretty much for the rest of the act. Yeah. yeah. So Wadsworth grabs the recording after heading back to the study and uh, says that this is not how he wanted things to go at all. And Mr. Body was his boss. He was his butler. He was the one that wrote all the letters and invited everyone. And tells Again, depending on which ending you believe, I, this is either true or he's lying about this. It's all very confusing, but yeah. Yeah. Says, sit down so he can explain. And when Yvette sits down on the couch, she does a little skirt flip so you can. I you didn't make notice sure that until watching it today. Panties. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional because she's like. She's it had to be intentional because there's a lot of 13 year old boys going to watch this movie. And I, again, maybe my boner wasn't like formed well enough when I was 13 watching this movie because ah, she just did it just right now while I'm watching. Yeah, it's like a total, like, not. Can he call it a panty shot when someone just lifts everything that they're wearing from below the waist up for a moment? For, I know she's just flapping off her skirt before she's sitting down, but it's still... Anyway, yeah. Spending mm -hmm. too much time talking about Vets <laughs> body parts, but yeah. Uh, or not enough. Or not... Mm. Yeah, depending on... Mm. We, if mm. we were all 13, we'd be talking about it way more, and then also talk about how cool it is new Nintendo game just came out. I mean, I probably saw this movie when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. It was very formative. Which you probably just saw this on HBO, just like most everyone else did. No, we didn't have cable, so I would have seen it on like NBC nightly movie. Or oh, really, or something like, like that? that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I saw the censored version, which wasn't horribly censored. I was gonna say there wouldn't be that much to take out. out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's not so, that much blood. There's no cursing or anything like that. No, but there, like, there's a, a couple. Scene. There's. There's a scene where, like, somebody says, "Oh, I didn't know the human potty could get in that position," and Mr. Green's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show oh, you." Oh yeah, which is also that, yeah. That definitely wasn't in the TV movie. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, Wadsworth used to be Mr. Body's butler, but Mr. Body was blackmailing his wife, and she killed herself. So he was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." And he thought everybody here, or Mr. Body, thought everybody here was unpatriotic, which is why he was blackmailing them. Man, Him fucking Tim Tim Curry gets a lot of credit for everything else he does in this movie, but when he's explaining his wife killing himself or killing herself, herself like he really sells it pretty straight, which is the lens of the comedy, the thing that he's like everyone else in the room is kind of like, what the fuck? And he's yeah. like, just his like he's doing, he's giving it a first rate dramatic. Acting, well, he's like, but my like, wife had friends, socialists. And and so like, that's oh! the punchline. He cries. Yeah, when it's that's, that's one of the funnier parts of the commentary of the director going like. Yep, and this seems to be a commentary that's just recorded last year or two, because he's specifically calling out, like, the Trump administration. He's like, well, it's a shame that even 35 years on, absolutely nothing in America has changed. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So this shocks everyone, Wadsworth cries. To make a long story short, too late. Oh, I thought you were going to say it with that's me. Oh, that's one of the big jokes well, you he missed gets. It. I didn't say it with me. Oh, uh, I was anticipating. I was so, going to do. So he invited... I, you know, Daniel... Mm. You're yes. the you're the theater person. I'm the person at the dinner theater. I just enjoy your performance so much. I didn't at want the to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, theater. <laughs> anyway, 
So he invited everybody here so they could turn him over to police and uh, once they got there and aw shit the police are still coming and they don't know who did it. It had to be one of them, but who else That's right, because be? like, once we're since he's called the cops and they're going to be here in 45 minutes, which, which people have pointed out, uh, it's actually pretty funny because then the cops show up like 39 minutes later in the film. So it's actually... Those assholes. The rest of the movie essentially kind of takes place in real time, but... So who um, else could it be? Is anyone else in the house? Only the cook. Oh, the cook! Oh, so they no, all run to the kitchen. Yeah. Well, where da, 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 is she? Da, 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 da. she's dead and she falls out of the fridge into Mr. Green's arms with a knife in her back. Maybe there's some fat jokes here that's kind of like, because there, there's some jokes about having to haul around the, co uh, the cook's body. Mm. That I guess you could say that. that I, although if, if the worst thing you could say about this movie that it's more weightist, if that's a word, than 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 uh, homophobic. Then I guess maybe it is kind of a regressive movie for 1985. But yeah. So uh, although <laughs> the director did the the lady played the cook weight enough that like when everyone's dragging her body around, they had to put her on a skateboard because <laughs> mm. they couldn't actually drag her around under their own power so yeah so there's a part that always amused me when i was younger and it's still i i think still think it's cute enough that they don't it's nice they don't call attention to it yeah this is right white like reaches for the knife but mustard goes don't touch that it's evidence and just fucking grabs it with his whole fist <laughs> like it's colonel mustard does that yeah, Colonel, Colonel Mustard is a man. fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. I never, I never caught that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, Scarlet makes a joke about how the cooking wasn't so bad that she should have been murdered. Oh yeah. And Mustard's mad that she would make a joke at a time like this, and then if he was the killer, he'd kill her next. And he's like, well, I, I said if, and like that Rodney Dangerfield undoes his tie. Yeah. Uh, Plus, and if you point, out, if you if you notice that Plum and Peacock are missing for this whole. I'll see it until the camera suddenly whips around and they just suddenly appear at the door from out of nowhere. So that's a big part what of that. I know that when they're talking to a vet, Mrs. Peacock isn't there. Yeah. And but then they, they suddenly appear right at the end of that scene, just just in time to, t to help take the cook back to the study. Yeah. Mm. So uh, he says that if there's on there's one murderer here and it's Mrs. White. And because she's had five husbands total. And she says that husbands should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. As a kid, I was pretty impressed at how how much of a mad, badass motherfucker you have to have to be to like be someone to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and also, mm. uh, oh yeah, Miss, I mean, Martin Mull's like all like, oh yeah, your husbands keep on dropping like flies, and she's like, oh, but that's what flies are where their men are are, are their most vulnerable. Which, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Peacock had the knife, but she dropped it on the ground. Any of them could have picked it up, and well, time to move the body back to the study because yeah. Wadsworth is a butler and he likes to keep the kitchen tidy. So they bring the body back to the study, but ah shit, Mr. Body's body is gone. And they drop the cook's face right on the floor. It's a great Clonk. sound effect yeah. of her face kaplonking <laughs> onto the ground. <laughs> Which I think it's, isn't it like carpet too? It shouldn't make quite yeah. make that sound, but yeah. So now the body is gone, everybody's confused. Mrs. Peacock goes off to use the bathroom to powder her nose and other uh, this is a joke. Hey, is there a bathroom here? A oh, wee wee madame. Oh, oh no, no, I just, I just have to powder, powder my face. Mm. And like the camera really lingers on a vet kind of it, making a face. I think like, it would have been better if she was like wee wee madame and she was like, Oh no, I just gotta take a dump. My <laughs> guy's gotta take a fucking I got shit like a werewolf. <laughs> so uh 
people start looking at negatives that were in the, the evidence envelope. And yeah, Mustard's, I guess Mr. Body's evidence stash was just happened to be on yeah, the desk, and so everyone's it's just Mustard getting it. them on with one of Scarlet's ladies of the night, presumably, and it could be a vet because he's, uh, somebody's like, hey, these could be interesting to you. Yeah. And she's like, ah, I don't need to see that. So Peacock opens the door and Mr. Body's bloody body falls. Well, that's on also her. the scene where like Miss Miss mm. White's. I don't think like I don't think I. No one could be in that sexual position. That's when Mr. Green's like, I let me show you how. And yeah. Throws her on the couch and yeah, that's the deleted scene you were talking about. Yeah. No, it's not deleted. It's well, in, not deleted, oh, but yeah, it was deleted edited from, from the, the TV edit. Yeah. True, 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 true. You were correct. Yeah. Uh, so now uh, he really dead. He's got new injuries, blood all over his head and shit. Yeah. And they had to figure out what's going on. Wads, Wadsworth isn't shouting about it. How? All right, he's shouting, he's shouting, he's shouting, and then a candlestick drops and hits him on the head and knocks him into a loop. Oh for, yeah, for, for um, pretty sure that was in is... like all the advertisements for this movie. If if you watch this with the second ending in mind that Miss Peacock did all this, like this is where things start really flying up. Like, I don't I don't think fucking. Miss Peacock was sneaking up on anyone in the head and beat them and dragging the bodies to the bathroom and everything like that. Like, no, Highland Brennan was well, not doing that. Well, I mean, less so Yvette supposedly did this one. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay, so in the first two endings, Yvette's responsible for, for a lot of the heavy lifting. Okay. Yvette killed Mr. Body and uh, uh, the cook. Okay. Supposedly. But there, there is at least one big plot hole that I'll cover when we talk about that, eh? Yeah. But, you know um, what? I was kind of happy because, like I said, I've never really understood the, the, the finer ins and outs of who did what in this movie. And mm -hmm. looking up on IMDb, the trivia stuff, they do point out, like, especially uh, the latter half of the third ending, everyone would pretty much have to be transparent and visible ghosts in order for yeah. not to, like, see each other. Everyone running around in the dark in the main hallway pretty much at the exact same time in order to kill everyone who had to be killed. But yeah. Yeah. Glad to see I'm, it's not just me just not being uh, smart, but yeah. Yeah, so he gets, he, Wadsworth gets hit with a candlestick on the head, it falls off the top of the mantle, but the door, the, the door frame, not the mantle. Yeah. So, uh. You can see the hole him. in the wall where, where uh, the, there's a little stick that pokes yeah. out. Can't, I yeah. Know, yeah. I noticed that, too. So they carry, uh, Mr. Body and the cook in the study. <laughs> the cook's on the skateboard. Them, <laughs> Actually, I'm watching it now. You can't see the skateboard, but you can tell she's on something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they put them awkwardly on the couch and. Wadsworth locks up all the weapons in the cupboard uh, to make the other people feel safe. He'll throw oh, away yeah. the key, but when he opens the front door to throw it, there's a guy whose car broke down, and I was wondering if I could use a phone. They, <laughs> that's good. Like, like, yeah, that's a good new voice for you. <laughs> they talk um, it over. And he in the commentary, in. they talk about how this guy was in Jaws. I couldn't remember who that was. Uh, this guy mm. is the, the, uh, the deputy sheriff, he's uh, Roy Scheider's right-hand man in the police department. Uh, okay. If anyone knows Jaws well enough to care about that stuff. But. They talk it over real quick, and they say he come inside and send him to the lounge where they lock him in. And after they lock him in, Wadsworth, they all go to the front door, and Wadsworth throws the key to the cupboard into the darkness, and they have a long talk about what to do about the driver. Well, although, and, according to a bunch of the endings, mm, he's pocketing the, the real... Yeah. Key, but throwing the fake one out into the end of the rain, but yeah. Yeah. But then the yeah. everyone's trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, Wadsworth throws the key. Yeah. Uh, they, they go back. Split up. I, I don't know if it's the study, but like, yeah. Well, uh, uh, right before well, they, I did to do like how Martin Mull pours the drinks. Uh, to everyone when they're talking about whether or not they split up, and then they decide to split up. I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, but, no, Martin Mull. I guess it's a military way of pouring drinks, where you just take a whole bunch of glasses and just like. Oh yeah, just pouring, he just sloshes it he just around. Just sloshes yeah. it all over the different. Yeah, the the, the different. Uh, uh, drinks 
cups. Yeah. What are they called? Drinks? I don't know what... What do you put drinks in? You know what? I know we've been recording for over an hour now, and it feels like we're in the weeds in terms of, like, covering out the plot. This movie is shorter than you think, because the, uh... Yeah. Again, according to the commentary, the first act ends with the death of Mr. Body. The second act is all the stuff in the middle. And the third act is just the explanations. So we're actually more than halfway through the actual meat of the story, so we're actually not that bad. Yeah. So we're pretty much on time for... Yeah, so we don't have to worry. We don't have to speed yeah. up too much, but it is, yeah. of course, always better not to dwell on stuff forever. Like tits, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when you—that's when you do dwell on things. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, Wadsworth—he gets a bunch of uh, uh, matches. Everyone goes to to the kitchen. He cuts them up so everyone will uh, have to draw matches to see who gets to search which parts mm -hmm. of the house just to make sure they can't find the murderer and figure out what's going on before the cops arrive in about half an hour. Yeah, Mr. Green goes with the maid, which really should have—they just should have been like, "Hey, send the gay guy with the tits." Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess that's part else of the is joke then. Yeah. Yeah, so Mustard is with Scarlet, Wadsworth is with Mrs. White, Plum, and and Honey Bunch, a.k.a. Mrs. Peacock. Yeah, that's weird. He, he calls her, it looks like it's me and you, Honey Bunch. The votes! It's a little aggressive for him for that. Like, the, yeah, I don't know. So, uh... And as they're all going off to various floors to search, I, I'm, uh, I am legitimately surprised there was not, like, an upskirt shot of Yvette going up the stairs. Oh, you mean going up to, like, the second floor? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can see a little bit of... <laughs> Shut up, Phil. You can see a little bit of panning when she's trying to squeeze herself up the stairwell up to the attic with Mar <laughs> with uh, Michael McKean later. Th that's another theme that happens quite a bit in this movie, of people not trusting each other, so this is a repeated joke of people trying to squeeze through the same space at the same time. And this movie yeah. loves that joke. Uh, which you're yeah. gonna see a bunch of right here, but like with the main one being, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Everyone pants. searches the house. Semi shenanigans ensue. Uh, suspense is built. As Scarlet looks behind a curtain, but there's nothing there but a hole in the window. I I screamed when she pulled back the curtains. I was like, yeah. Oh! <laughs> That's the one bit that was actually filmed in the house that you see at the beginning, the exterior of the the mansion. Um, yeah. A, a very the, quick moment. This is the unfortunate because the next ten minutes of the movie is m more atmosphere than it is plot. Because it is everyone yeah. just kind of searching, and there's, like, dumb comedy gags and stuff like that, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A quick scene of a cop driving by the stranger's broken-down car, uh, and uh, a hand throwing the evidence into the fireplace. Yeah, gloved hand, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you would need to glove your hand to do that. You're just throwing it in the fireplace. Yeah. But, yeah, because, uh, you know, of course, they have fire the fingerprints are not an issue here or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the strangers talking on the phone, the driver is saying that there's some big party going on, but they locked him in a room. And the funny thing is, one of them is his old boss from, and we'll never know, because he got hit on the head with a ranch by That's the motorist, right? Who, yes, who so came the, out of a in the real ending that he, Yeah, it turns out he's talking about Martin Mull, and I think it's Martin Mull who kills him in that, in that bit, too. Yes, yeah. correct. So, uh... Scarlet and Mustard search the greenhouse where he finds a secret passage and they follow it and find it Which I think the is the lounge. secret passage that he just used to kill the motorist. Yes. Yeah. Where, where... I think I think part of the... One of the little problems... Well, there's... Actually, there's quite a few little problems with is it. Is people one of getting the away from problems, each other? Yeah, you never see really... You see other people, like Wadsworth and Mrs. White, you see apart quite a bit, searching different rooms and... Yeah. And uh, Peacock and... Plum, you see a part quite a bit searching the basement. You never really see Green and uh, yeah. Yvette apart that much. 
watching the but, movie again right after nev- watching the commentary, I was like, yeah, that you, doesn't really. I mean, you could. St- I mean, maybe <clears> off <throat> camera, but you you never see Scarlet and and Mustard apart. They're always like yeah, not so trusting how, to get each other. Especially, they don't seem to be that far away apart. Like far away. I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't know how he go in there, murder the guy, come back, and then pretend. Because she's scared enough that, like... I mean, she's scared of him. She's scared that he might be the murderer, but at the same time, she doesn't want him out. Like, she she also seems to be one of the more practical characters well, no, that no, she wants. Well, no, no, I do take it out. He, he did just leave her in the ballroom while he went and oh, searched. He so he could have done it yeah. then, but... But, Stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't this... know how he would have known about the secret passage. Yeah, it's... Mm, that, yeah. That's so, a really good... That's a really good point. Because that's before it's ever exp- hmm and it's not mm-hmm. like he knows a vet or anything like that because a vet yeah. could have anyone working with a vet could have known about that because anyone oh yeah that's okay okay good so, again i'm glad i'm not crazy for not following everything in this movie and i'm glad to see there's a couple legitimate kind of like burpee parts in the logic yeah okay. so they follow it to the secret passage and they find the motorist dead and uh forever screaming to let them out of that room and everybody comes running oh let us out let us out let us yeah, in let us everybody, in yeah everybody everybody on the second floor comes running and turn into a bunch of stuntmen that collided with each other <laughs> that is a great stunt though cuz yeah. you got both the, you got you got what was it so it's uh, Mr. Green and Mr. Mu- Colonel Mustard or Mr. No it's, it's Green and Wadsworth uh, and and it's uh Mrs. A White, and White and a vet yeah. all just kind of collectively collapsing it's it's a pretty good little yeah it's yeah. three stooges but it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They unlock the door. Uh... Well, not really. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, this It gets a little mayhem-y here, because, like, they Wadsworth does un- this big thing where he's going to knock the door down, and he's going to run it over, but then he bounces off, and, like, he goes yeah. flying, like, right at a vet's feet. It's great. Yeah, they can't unlock the door without the key, because the key's missing. Wadsworth yeah. can just break it down, like you said. He rams into it. And it's not a stunt shoulder, double. It's a good bit the- of physical acting. You kind of wonder if Tim Curry didn't actually fuck up his shoulder doing that. Yeah. He falls on the ground with that. Oh, this that. is some prime event bouncing too. <laughs> That's your thing in this room. There's some shit going on here, man. God, Yvette, yeah. Yvette has it and runs to the cupboard where she grabs. The, she has I have it, then runs yeah. to the cupboard and grabs the gun. She trips on Wordsworth as she comes out of that room and and falls and shoots the chandelier. She falls. Or she the shoots. The, it's only one chandelier. bullet for the chandelier because this becomes a plot point at the end of the third yeah. ending. Is that it's it's only one cha- one bullet for the chandelier? Yeah. Yeah. And but then she You're puts s- the two bullets into the into the door accidentally mm-hmm. wings colonel mustard through the door but does unlock the door so mustard and scarlet can come out well she's a very good shot because she, she hits she, that lock i thought dead that was gonna on. be a story point because she's like yeah dead on and it's weird too because i don't know if there was supposed to be a gag here or if this is supposed to be a shot for like the trailers or something like that but vet strikes this very specific like bond girl pose mm-hmm. as mustard and scarlet are coming out of the room and she's like standing there with one leg cocked in her hand one hand out she looks like a like a posed action figure with the gun and it's just even as a kid i noticed like she's just posed in such a very specific way like she's striking a pose but it doesn't go anywhere it's just like yeah. it suddenly cuts to something else and uh, you see that the the chandeliers creaking and Martin Mall's like blah 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 just you, oh he you, you he, 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 he gets angry at a vet for shooting at him yeah yeah and, and nothing happens next no that's the end of the movie mm-hmm yeah he says he can't take any more scares which 
causes the chandelier behind him to fall right behind him, crashing yeah. everywhere and shattering. Which this gag gets repeated for the final gag of the film, too. It's interesting, though, this version, you don't actually really see the, the, the chandelier hit the ground with Martin Mull in the frame. It cuts right as it hits the ground, and I wonder mm. if something didn't happen because... The freeze frame for the end of the movie is very specifically, it's Martin Mull right there with the, the, with the I guess, the second chandelier uh, collapsing and blowing up right behind him. But, like, in this one, they kind of cut around a, a little bit. So, yeah, that's why I'm assuming that maybe there's a little bit of a, uh, of a gap there. But anyway, but yeah. They all see the body and ask the vet where she got the gun, and she says the cupboard, and they say yeah. it was locked. The body like, of the motor specifically, yeah. yeah. But no, it was open. <laughs> they all go look, and Peacock's like, how'd you know it was open? She says she didn't. She was going to break it open, but it was already unlocked. But just then the doorbell rings, and Scarlet says maybe they'll just go away. Oh, and, and this uh, is going to be it, okay. Yeah, I was, it rings I was, again. Yeah, I, I'm always hoping that's going to be the the, the 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 telegram lady, but it's not. Mm. Then Mr. Green's like, "Fuck it, I'll answer it. I got nothing to hide. I didn't." Oh, we're gonna have the tele telegram lady in two different movies in a row. Huh? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Green. Opens if we do the Star door. Trek for the 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 voyage home after after the next, then we'll have the. Uh, the Telegram Lady in three movies in a row. Anyways. Hey, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, Green says that he'll open the door. He has nothing to hide because he didn't do it. And it's I, That's one of his big character threads in this movie is, I don't got nothing to hide. I'll do it. Fuck you guys. I yeah. didn't do it. So, uh, it's a cop. They slam the door in his face, but then it opens right back up. And, uh, he says that he found a car abandoned by the gates of the house and asked if the driver came by to help. And everybody's like, no, no, no. Mr. Green's like, yes. <laughs> he does. Yeah. This is weird almost just to spite everyone else it's great yeah mm -hmm. he's like there's some sort of disagreement everybody's like no 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 and he's like yes yeah and like he's doing this like creeper smile while he's doing it too it's like eh, come on it mm -hmm. yeah so he, the cop comes asks if he can use the phone so they all come inside he comes inside and what's well, uh, does this thing where he's like okay you could use the phone in the mm, i can't not that mm, not that yeah uh, what the phone would the you be so good to wait in the library that's what it is okay so yeah. uh so he comes aside and mentions that yvette looks familiar and she's like shrug he's like, i never that track? i never that's forget track a to something yes yes it does it okay. does actually track so uh they tell him to wait in the library where they lock him in He's about to use the phone, but before he can, it rings, and he answers it, and he's like, Who should I say is calling? So he goes to the door after that, and starts yelling about how they, to let him out, or else he'll charge them with false imprisonment, obstruction of justice, oh, yeah. and, uh, our, an officer in the line of duty, and murder! And, and that catches everyone's open. attention, and they finally go back and open the door, and... Yeah, yeah and, and, uh, uh, Wadsworth is standing there with a broom and says, What do you mean? Murder, which is in every advertisement for this movie ever. Oh yeah, I mean that's saying I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that I could that, that's a good button. I could see why they, they, they pluck that out. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, I I just said that so you'd open the door, and they're all like, ha 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 ha. So. But anyway, they uh, still go ahead and put him back in there and lock him in there again, though. It's kind of a weird. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and he goes and, back to talk to the well. Like... They say there's a J. Edgar Hoover on the phone for them. 
and Wadsworth says that he doesn't know why that J. Edgar Hoover's on the phone, the leader of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh huh. So he's uh, he's the joke is he's on everybody else's phone, so why shouldn't he be on mine? Yeah. He goes in and closes the door. And can you Green's tell this movie's made by baby boomers? <laughs> joke, mm. joke, joke. Yeah. Yeah. But Green's yeah. gonna show the cop around, so they go in the dining room. But what he really wants to know is what's going on in those two rooms where people are running around and making noise. And he's talking about the study and... Essentially the two big murder rooms. Yeah, the lounge, yeah. yeah. So Green says, no, you can't go. It's it's just all too shocking. But the cop shoves his <laughs> way do, in. like, it's all, yeah. His performance. You think, because he was all, like... Mr. You think Mr. Green would be all like he was all about exposing everyone because again like he keeps on saying he's got nothing to hide. You think he would be like fine, go in there. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like the characters tend to change a little bit depending what the plot needs to happen, and this is one of those instances. So again, it's hard to plot exactly who's doing what and why in this part of the movie because things get a little wibbly. Yeah. But yeah. So so uh, cop pushes his way in. And Mrs. White is making out with Mr. Body's dead body on the couch. Even though it's got like a visible head wound, but and, yeah. the, and the, 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 the the cop doesn't seem to care. Uh, Colonel no. Mustard's making out with the the cook. No, and, yeah, and keeping her eyes open with his hands. Mm-hmm. With uh, Peacock standing behind her, behind the curtains, cook rubbing caressing back. mustard through the curtains. Yeah, and yeah. And the cop says, it's not all that shocking. These people are just having a good time. Yeah. And he goes to check on the other room. Where yeah, the study or whatever with uh, the dead motorist. They've poured a bunch of booze on the motorist. And put a little and... slouchy hobo hat on him to cover up the head wound for him. Yeah. yeah. And Scarlet and, and uh, Professor Plummer making out on a, a, a little uh, sex couch. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he says that the... The body is uh, drunk, dead drunk. And oh god! He's like, yeah, this is so sweatiest ass jokes in the movie. <laughs> you won't be driving home tonight. And he'll, this just Scarlet's like, we'll get him a cab. And Green's like, or Plum's like, oh, a long black one. Here she comes. It's a hearse. <laughs> Wadsworth comes out of the library. Again, and the little kids. It's... Like that. That's a joke little kid might get. Like so, you're like, well, yeah. I'm smart. I understood that joke. <laughs> this movie about adults is totally for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wadsworth comes out of the library and the cop tells him it's too late. He's seen everything. And there's nothing illegal about anything. This is America. We free as shit here. So he'll be using that phone now. Welcome he and... looks stoned as shit behind him too. He looks... <laughs> this is when the, the moment I noticed that he looks like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. But anyway. mm. um, So they lock yeah, the so, yeah. back up and split up again to search the rest of the house. For the third and... time in five minutes, the cop is locked in the lounge. Yeah. So, uh, there's a scene of Colonel Mustard opening a cabinet with an ironing board inside that falls out and hits him on the head. Is that, that, that must and be that, part of the trailer, too, because that seems to That was used in every trailer for this like, thing. Oh, more, more. Then he doesn't fall Which out, is, he falls on his ass and farts and shits his pants and rolls <laughs> around it for five minutes. I don't know why you would use that in the trailers, because the more you watch it, the more you can see the giant wad of padding that hit him on the head. It's the one, it's one of those Homer Simpson things in the whole movie, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and then while he's doing that, Miss Scarlet finds there's a secret. Turns out in the compartment in the kitchen, it, or in, essentially in the freezer where the, the cook's body locker. was hidden, yeah, the meat locker, there's a, uh, she finds uh, the secret passage that leads right back to the lounge that they just left. The study. Yeah, the study, yeah. 
Yeah. We're Mr. So Bodies then, Bodies in. Yeah. Yeah. So then a gloved hand turns off the power and the doors and windows start slamming and God, so I can try to figure out which like who's doing that and which ending. I think it's like a vet and at least one of them and No. No? No, because she comes jiggling down the stairs. Oh, this is that that's that shot where that I was saying that the, the the director's talking about it's one of the got one of the best reactions out of any of the test crowds, yeah. Yeah, everybody laughed in the crowd because they were all feeling uncomfortable sitting next to their parents with a boner. Oh god, yeah, this is yeah, that's getting yeah. Renting clue when you're a kid and watching it with your parents, you're like, I have funny feelings, but I can't say it because my parents are in the room. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend to look at the wall for a minute. Yeah. And I saw the third Matrix movie with my dad, and there's that big orgy scene at the end. <laughs> oh no! At least mm. you were kind of an adultish. It's not like yeah, you were ten. I was, I was old enough, but I was still like, mm, no bueno movie, no bueno. I saw Return of the Living Dead with my parents. We read it on video, and you've probably never seen it, but Return of the no. Living Dead. Uh, like 15 minutes in, there's a five-minute strip tease. Not even a strip mm. tease. There's one of the punk rock chicks gets utterly buck naked and dances for five minutes on top of a crypt for and it goes on for a while <laughs> like you have enough time to like check the tv guide maybe take a <laughs> shit like watch it with my parents it was like oh well yeah. I my dad had an amazing habit anytime we rented a movie that had you know it was it was a PG movie all the way through, except for that one scene. He had the magic ability to walk in during that one scene. Oh, yeah, while you're watching it by I'm yourself just like, or something like boobs that. Are, yeah. Boobs were out, or people were having sex, or something terrible was, was happening. Was he the founder That's... of Mr. Skin, and so he knew what was coming up, and so he'd know just to <laughs> He's like, oh, 35 minutes into that movie, I better walk in there and go, ah, jeez. God damn, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyway the, yeah. The power gets turned off. She jiggles down the stairs. And then she goes into a room, and a hushed voice tells her to shut the door and ask oh, if anybody right, yeah. recognizes her. And she says, This she is must supposed have... to be Miss Scarlet, I think, in every version. Yeah, yeah. She says, Oh, well, not the version with Mrs. Peacock. Oh, but, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, okay, yeah. She says that they must is have Is this supposed just... to be Miss Peacock strangling her? Yeah, I guess. What? <laughs> I mean, again, I don't believe Eileen Brennan killing anyone in this fashion, but yeah. Yeah, so she says that they must have, and not just her face, they knew every inch of her body. Which I never understood, like, I guess Martin Mull... Martin Mull would know every inch of her body, but, like, is that also... Why would she be telling Miss Scarlet that that... How, well, mm. Mrs. White knows that, too. Oh, that's uh, true, okay, yeah. But, um... Well, that's going she's on. like, oh, shit, it's you! And she gets strangled, and I, I, I only noticed it watching this now, that she has zero accent when she's talking to this person. Until she says, oh, it's you, then suddenly she picks the French back up again. So it's does hard she? to tell if the it's the it, yeah she does like the, her last words mm. is like oh it's you it's the mm. weirdest thing because you think like when she drops the French accent you think oh, okay well, she's American she's just this is just her job she's just pretending to be a French maid but then suddenly the when she's confronted with oh my god I'm about to I have, it's a little confusing yeah mm. and, and while that's happening uh, the cop is also he's uh, talking to. Is he still talking to Jagger Hoover? Is he actually no, the he's not on the phone with somebody. Yeah, because he, he says, says hey, I'm not on. I'm not on duty, but I'm mm -hmm. at the creepy house. I, I no, he says he feels like he's in danger. Yeah, and he starts to say where he is, but then the lead pipe hangs up the phone and kaplunk. He's dead now. Just who as is, the front door. What? Hmm. I can't remember who's doing him in. Uh, it's um, is it Miss Peacock? Well, I guess Miss no, again, Miss Peacock. It's Scarlet. Is it Scarlet still? Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because, well, Miss White kills a vet. Oh, is it? 
Oh, the, okay, the, okay, 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 okay. That makes more ending. sense. Okay, yeah. Oh, so apologies uh, for anyone who actually remembers any of this, and they must be driving, being driven no, crazy. I remember it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the front door rings, and da 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 da. <laughs> the best part of the I whole movie. And you're singing telegram Bang. <laughs> the timing <laughs> is so good, like, and it's also great too because this movie's been kind of like a little bit slow and atmospheric in this like, this act of the film, and this is a nice like just jokey punch in the middle of it because it's so mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. Which, why are somebody sending a singing telegram to this house in the middle of the night? Did they ever explain that? Because you do find out that she is... This is Jane Wheedlin. Uh, mm. She was... I can't, was she the bass player for the Go-Go's? Uh, she also plays everyone's favorite uh, crusader, Joan of Arc, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Uh, she also plays... Uh, she has two seconds. She's like a Star Starfleet captain in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Uh, she's mm. just on the one of the TV screens at Starfleet HQ at the beginning of the movie as the alien probe is flying into Starfleet space and sucking the energy from all the spaceships. Uh, she's just, like, one of the captains. I guess she's just had, like, uh, an acting career for, like, two years in, the, like, in, like, 1985 and 1986, and that was it. But, yeah, Jane Whedland, she's great. I've seen her in live uh, uh, in, uh, a couple times, and by all accounts, she's a really cool person, so just throwing that out there. Jane Whedland, she's awesome. But she, so, she she gets whacked by, I think it's Professor... <laughs> is it Professor Plum that does her in? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, no. The, no, no, because I think someone else... Cause, yeah, I think maybe it might, might be Miss... It's Miss White again. Oh, okay. Because, uh, yeah, he recognizes her from the f footage. Ah, yeah, stuff, yeah, things, but... Yeah. So, uh... Upstairs... Did they ever say who called for the singing telegram? Well, Wadsworth did, because he called everybody to show up there so he but as a singing telegram I don't know, in order, yeah in order to get her to the house he just called a singing telegram yeah but um anyway uh mrs she White just drove all the way up from washington dc yeah well that doesn't make any sense too because the cop is supposed to be a, like a beat cop from dc that he's somehow on patrol although i guess he does say that on the phone he's not on it's, i i've seen a couple of people point at the fact that the cop is way out of his jurisdiction but seems to be on on the beats in like mm. Massachusetts or New England or whatever it is, because New England is very not thorough with his job. Yeah, uh, people. All the people point out that he might be. He may have been paid by Wadsworth. The like exactly Wadsworth magic, essentially. That that's the reason why the the, the cops yeah. up there. But yeah. So uh, a Jack in the Box scares Mrs. White, and she starts screaming. And then Wadsworth is like, "Coming! I'm coming!" And opens the door and goes through it. But then, oh, what's this? Another door. And he opens I like it, your are Tim Curry sometimes almost sounds like like a big retarded child, like oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> a little bit, just like if yeah, just enough of like you're not paying attention too much to it. You might go like oh my god, somebody just with like a real impediment, like ah, oh no! It's not a door, it's a shower. He's all wet now. That's he's wet, which is unfortunate because that means he's got to be wet for the rest of the film. Yeah, I was I was watching that. I was like, oh, that poor bastard. I like, never noticed that every again scene, until watching it in HD. That like, yeah, down. like, yeah. So he runs downstairs, turn the power back on, which had to be dangerous in the fifties doing that sopping wet. Uh, yeah, uh, and this is supposedly this is the moment where all the three different endings begin, essentially. Yeah. Uh, this so this all, and this is essentially the start of the third act of the film. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they all meet back downstairs and. 
just calmly start finding the bodies. Nobody's shocked by anything this, anymore. They just look at it and move is, on. Yeah, when they see whose body is it? Oh, it's Yvette's body Yvette, on the pool table. Yeah. And everyone just slowly <laughs> shuffles in, <laughs> sees the body, and just slowly backs out. I'm glad, like, I know they had to cut a lot of stuff out of this movie, and they could have cut that a lot shorter just for time, but I like how they just, like, everyone's just completely just tired of death now. It's just like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, whatever, everyone's dead. No matter yeah. what we do, every time we turn our backs, everyone, someone ends up dead. Yep, and then they see the cop, and oh, yeah. two murders, but nobody was shot. They thought they heard a gunshot. Oh, the front door. Oh, shit, the murderer must have run out. So then they find the singing telegram girl. Three murders, six altogether. And I like Wadsworth says it. This, or is it Wadsworth that says it? Yeah, he says, this is getting serious. Yes, because of what, the, <laughs> up until when it was just five murders, it wasn't that serious. That's supposed to be six. a joke. The director says there was supposed to be another line there that was more of an Englishism that he realized uh, on set that that, that wasn't going to like play as a joke correctly. So, But that it was supposed mm. to be a funny line. Like, yeah. Also, I guess according to some trivia, just noticing it now, the, the floor of the main hall is supposed to be the same kind of texture of the the, the the floor from the original board game, too. Just throwing yes. that out there. There's a oh, yeah. trivia. But, no, yeah, anyway, but that's... That. Uh, the Wadsworth's figured it out, right? Yep. Well, he closes the front door and he noticed that the gun is gone from where Vet dropped it under the okay. chandelier. Yeah. And he says he knows who did it, and furthermore, he's going to tell them how it was all done. So, for intents and purposes, the movie is the plot's essentially done. The rest of the yeah, the whole last act of this movie is just him freaking out and yeah. just telling so, everyone how so, it was yeah, done. He, he's going to take them through the events of the evening step by step. I will. I will not be doing that again because that's basically what we've done. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's a good and, point. I, dude, this is one of the things we we'll watching the movie. I was like, hey, but there's again, there's specific moments you might want to yeah, recall. No, like, yeah, there yeah. is. There, is, I do do that. <laughs> you uh, do do that. Okay. Yeah. I do 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 that. Do do that. So, uh, lots of the clue music happening. Yeah, um, clue music. A lot of like, like, <laughs> like high kicking, running around. So he noticed when. Uh, White and Yvette met, then Mrs. White flinched, and blah blah blah, everybody arrived, and soups and stuff, and then and then Mr. Body, and this and that, and why was Mr. Body pretending to be dead once he was dead on the ground? Mm -hmm. It's because he must have realized when the gun went off that the people wanted to weirdly kill him and not Wadsworth. Yeah, Weird. and instead of trying to fight back, he just, just pretended to be dead until everyone mm -hmm. left, and he got up and left. Well, the cook was murdered when they heard a vet scream. When Miss Peacock yeah, was Miss screaming. Peacock is like she realized the, the 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 drink she was drinking might be poison, so she screamed. So yeah. that's the moment a vet killed the cook. Well, they they go and and check, and if you go when you're looking at that scene, Mrs. Peacock is not there when they're talking to a vet, which means she is off killing the cook. Supposedly. Oh, okay, because yeah, the, I mean, yeah, Peacock's the For villain of this first ending, ending yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I, I thought she did everything, but yeah, you're pointing out that Yvette may have been a little bit responsible for some of this stuff, yeah. Well, if the, if you go off the Peacock ending, she kills everybody. Oh, she does but, kill? Okay, yeah. Again, but, well, but it, like... In the in the official, in the quote-unquote official ending that it says, and this is how it really happened, uh, Mrs. Peacock kills the cook when everybody's talking to Yvette. Here. Supposedly, the writer-director of this film, he had originally come up with ideas for like... A different for a different because originally there was going to be seven different endings where like each different character was responsible for killing everybody hmm. and they paired that down to just having three endings where just the first two endings just one random character is uh, responsible for generally for everything and the third clever ending would be a combination of the butler did it slash everyone else did it 
Um, yeah. But I can't imagine. Oh God. Yeah. The version where different version where like Professor Plum killed everyone. Yvette yeah. killed everyone. Yeah. Ugh. So Lazarus shows them the secret passage the murderer used, and he knows about them because the house belongs to a friend of his, and that is not going to be a very happy friend. Yeah, and no that doesn't track. That's one of the things we're like, even like, who's this friend? Like, that. this first ending is not very interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Mrs. Peacock says she doesn't understand why the cook was murdered, and Wadsworth says the cook and a vet were Mr. Bodyguard, Mr. Bodyguard, Mr. Body's <laughs> informant and to the blackmail people, and so who knew the cook? But before that can be answered, uh, Wadsworth says that uh, White knew a vet, don't deny it, and she says she's not denied it. She's not denied anything. Aha! I'm not a denial. And I, I've always loved the the <laughs> raspberry she gives. Just a the little sound, bit. It's a little bit of, of a precursor for what she's gonna do later, where she's just like, yeah, it's it's great, yeah. Because it's not <laughs> like super exact. She's not calling attention to herself, but no, yeah, it's very cute. And though. her husband had an affair with a vet, but and uh, she worked, and a vet also worked for Scarlet. And the photos of the mustard were with her, so lots of people were involved with a vet. And Mr. Body said he'd send those photos to uh, Miss Mustard's poor old mother. Shock would have killed her, which Scarlet says that would have been very... Or White. Somebody says that would have been pretty yeah. impressive since he told them she was dead already. Yeah. Um, so then, who killed Mr. Body? So they all run back to the kitchen... Uh, and the murderer used the secret passages to sneak back and kill Mr. Body. And Yeah, while he was hiding when, in the, the study, if, yeah. Yeah, if you go back and look at that scene, uh, when they're all, when the cook is falling out and they're grabbing a vet is missing from that scene. So oh, really? Okay, yeah. Oh. She would have killed Mr. Body, but supposedly it was... So, like, half the cast is missing from the cook, from that, from when they discover the cook's body. Which, actually, if you go back and track, it is all very, it's like close-ups of, like, Wadsworth, Mrs. White's... And Mr. Green and uh, Colonel Mustard, there's only like four characters there, really, mm. in terms of what the camera is seeing. It's just in... not well. Uh, Scarlet's there because she screams when she falls out. Oh, okay, yeah. Which they reuse the same scream for. Uh, I think also when Mr. Body pretends to be the cook during the reenaction later too, they yeah. just use the same shot too. But anyway. So. Uh, oh my gosh. So Plum makes a connection that Mustard has a top-secret Pentagon jump. Mrs. White's husband was a nuclear scientist, and Yvette was a link between them, which I'm not... I don't... I've never tracked it. I've never yeah, been that's able what, to track it. It almost seems to be means. just, like, padding out the ending a little bit, but, like, yeah, because it, it, it really, again, it boils down to Miss, Miss Peacock, but, like, it is just... I think it's... Yeah. There, there are some red herrings, and not 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 misdirections, but, like, well, I've the never movie's taking its what time... Communism was just red herring. I never. Which that's one of my favorite that. memes I, in this movie. I've never understood what, because I, I I grew up in the eighties. I I didn't. I wasn't scared. I mean, some people in the eighties were scared of communism, but well, I never old got people it. Were, yeah. I never got. It. I never understood the communism thing in this movie, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So. They still got to talk about the other murders. So Wadsworth says. But I love the red herring though, because mm. it's a joke. Because it's both like you know, like MacGuffin like plot red herring, and it's also a red herring because it's communism. It's red. It's a red. And that's a joke that's against. I think it's 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 a it's it's a punchline in all three different endings. But it's still yeah. just it's such a dumb joke, but it's great. Yeah, which I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of kids, first learned about what a red herring was from this movie. But yeah. Yeah. So oh. Wadsworth lets everybody know that he and everybody that showed up at the mansion he had invited 
Yeah. The driver, it turns out the driver whose car broke down was Muster's driver during the war. And he knew that he had stole and sold radio parts uh, on the black market. We're still talking about the first the ending, war. right? Yes. Okay. And, uh... Monkey pants. The cop was on Scarlet's payroll. She bribed him once a week to keep things quiet. Yeah. And Singing Tamagam Girl was the one that Professor Plum had an affair with that okay. made him lose his license. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, well, let's put her body in with the study, and they just drop her on her face from about four feet up. <laughs> they don't even care anymore. double for that, but yeah. Uh, they probably dropped her on a bunch of pillows. Or something like that, Because it's behind yeah. the couch. She's small but, enough, she could probably take that, that face-first landing. <laughs> yeah, so Wadsworth tells them, uh, how the next stage of murders happened. The driver, uh, saying that Yvette shot the door and then the bell rang and right as he says that the bell rings and Mrs. Peacock says oh, whoever it is they gotta go away or they'll be killed did we skip over Mr. Green going into the bathroom and no no okay so uh, <laughs> no uh, no. And it turns out it's the head of the class talking about. Oh Jesus. yeah, which I don't understand why he's in this movie, but that's it's fine. I'm I'm, I'm glad he's in it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, to is, another generation, it'd be WKRP in Cincinnati, yeah. but yeah. What? Why is this guy preaching Jesus at probably like two a.m.? I I because because he needs to show up at the ending, and they don't want to make it totally random that he shows up at the ending. Yeah, yes. I don't understand. What, so what is it? So it's Jake for he's working for Jake Hoover something something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. They Thanks. close the door in his face, and Wadsworth keeps telling the story. He says that Yvette killed Mister Body and the cook, and they didn't hear the cook scream because Peacock was screaming about the poison brandy. Which that which becomes does, a thing. Yeah. Well, a that doesn't thing. quite work because Yvette said she was screaming because she drank the cognac too, but if that was the case, she wouldn't have heard people say that maybe she was poisoned by the cognac. Yeah, that's... Because Mrs. Peacock was screaming when she would have been stabbing the cook. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah. So that that that's a little bit of a hole there. Yeah. But I'm when sure you, the you're juggling, When you're juggling this many balls, what you gonna do? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I'm even tracking this much of like what's happening enough to even kind of like realize that that's a little bit of a fudge, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Batman. They, then she hid in the study uh, when they all went to look at the cook and she killed Mr. Body when he got up and hid from them in the bathroom. Yeah. Chase him out in the hall. Yeah, and then so she was working under orders. But from who? Maybe huh? one of her clients? Or a jealous wife? Or an adulterous doctor? No, it was her employer. Oh Scar no, Scarlet's the first. Okay, that's yeah. right. Okay, oh, that's why I kept on getting confused because I'm leaving. How does this work with Miss Peacock? Okay, no. yeah, okay, she yeah. says it's a lie, but Wadsworth says uh, no. Though you you learned about the passages from a vet, and uh, okay, the gun yeah. is still missing, and whoever has the gun is the murderer. Which seems like a big oversight on the murderer on all of <laughs> these endings. Because if they you've been this clever for this long. And especially if you think there's a chance there may not be any bullets, although obviously Scarlet is... Scarlet's convinced there's at least one shot left in the gun, so it's still useful to her. Yeah. Yeah. But oh no, it is her. She has the gun. She pulled gun out, and, she, and then she starts pointing at everybody, and mm -hmm. she's all sassy, and hips and tits well, go flying everywhere. Like, why did you do it? Everybody in Washington, D.C. knows what you do. It's not a big secret. And she's yeah. like, nah, 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 that ain't it. 
I just love secrets. Give me them secrets. I eat them up like candy. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Which I thought that was a nice twist. It's, 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 it's not so much the brothel stuff. It's the fact that, like, she's using the brothel uh, as, like, just a web of secret gathering, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. So she's, she says that uh, she's going to get the secrets from all of them and use all their secrets. And uh, she can keep blackmailing them. And Muster tells her it's no good. He ain't got no money left. And everybody else is like, yeah, we ain't got no money left either. And she says, well, that's fine. You can pay me in government information. All of them but Wadsworth. He's just a butler. He don't know nothing. But His he's time like, is up. He's like, oh, I do know a thing or two. That gun is out of bullets. There was one shot for Mr. Pie, two for the chandelier, two for the door, and one for the telegram girl. One plus two plus two plus one. And she's like, nah, 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 nah. There was only one shot for the chandelier. So that'd be one plus two plus one plus two plus one. And he's like, even if you were right, yeah. that'd be one plus one plus two plus one. It's just, All right, fine. That, what, shut up. I do Quinn like she's said. trying to try. She, she's like me in this conversation where she's trying to try. And she's finally just, <laughs> I love her. That's a great little bit of acting where she's like, yeah, tracking with it. She's like, ah, shut up. And she just jams the gun further into his face. Point and, is, there's it's one great. Yeah, left, that's not the point. Gonna get it. Oh, God. Right before she shoots him, the doorbell rings again. He grabs the gun and twists her hand behind her back. And Professor Plum opens the door and the cops rush in. And with a strangely ADR'd Colonel Mustard saying, I'm only a guest. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he just throws his hands up in the air while the the spooks just all run into the house to try. I I don't know what they're doing, but that's 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 the end of the first ending. It's all very kind of abrupt. I guess Wadsworth is the hero because he disarmed well, no. Miss Scarlet, and but yeah, that's how it could have happened. Well, no, the, da, 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 the da, 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 Wadsworth da, da, da. asks where the chief is, and head of the class comes in because turns out he's Jesus preaching was just the cover, and she asks Wadsworth not to hate her for trying. Oh, to Oh, that's him. right. And he says, "Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn because it's from the movie." Get that it, thingy though. again. It's like a Mad Magazine parody of a movie that doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he says, as you can see, there's no bullets in the gun, and points at the ceiling and pulls the trigger, shooting the other chandelier. And then he's like, one plus two, and Mister's like, one plus two plus one is, and then the chandel- that chandelier falls behind him and explodes everywhere. And he strikes this great Ralph Wiggum pose as the chandelier explodes on the floor behind him, freeze frame, <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when a smash cuts to the credit card of, like, uh, that's how it could have happened. But how about this? Oh, boo-boo! I cannot, I keep on hearing that music in my head as we're talking about this, though. It's pretty much the same, except this time it's Miss Peacock. Well, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting, like, any funny gags or anything like that. Yeah, because well, you don't get the, the first... flames on the side of my face until the third one. Well, uh, it's 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 uh, the cook used to be her cook, and Wadsworth knew because they were eating oh, monkey this is brains. The whole ca- yeah, the Cantonese. Which, is that what we ate? Her. Yeah, which the, this gets repeated as a thing into the night into the last uh, quote unquote true ending. Um, mm. And this is another communism was a red herring. Yeah, and she killed everybody else just in case Mister Body had told them about her. This is the most superfluous kind of like whatever. Like they couldn't come up with a better ending. Ending. Yeah. I mean, I love Eileen and- Brennan. Miss Peacock's a f- okay character, but like it's all just a little. The best thing is them having to sing "It's a Jolly Good Fellow" as she backs her way out of the main hall to yeah. escape. Well. She says there's no proof, and once again, he says the gun, and she pulls out the gun, and Wadsworth says that 
there's no there's no worry about it uh, yeah no harm no just, foul we'll, okay we'll just you, go you, yeah you whatever. did the world a favor by killing all these assholes and the, the mr body and his group of accomplices and yeah. the police aren't coming because no one actually called them so oh that's right stack. that's the first time he gets pulled up that's a big joke like yeah who who should worry the police aren't coming yeah okay yeah they should just stack the bodies in the cellar and leave quietly one by one and peacock says that's a good idea i'll leave first if you don't mind and as <laughs> as she leaves, Wildworth has them sing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow. I which, love it, too, because Madeline Kahn is doing, like, this counter melody. <laughs> she puts or, like, way too much effort into yeah, it. Yeah, she's actually kind of turning into a group performance, which that's one of my secret favorite parts of the movie. It's, it's just yeah. a small thing, but yeah. But it also is just She's a Jolly Good Fellow. It's the most random shit. It's actually, That's probably the best mm. part of this ending. Yep, so she leaves, and after she leaves, Wadsworth says not to worry. The FBI will handle shit. And the phone call from J. Edgar Hoover was for him, because he works for him. And then Mustard asks who is she was taking bribes from, and Lazarus just says a foreign power. Her husband works a defense contract. I do and love then, how kind of off the cuff Wadsworth is being is in this scene. Tim Curry yeah. gets to act not little nonchalant for the first time in the movie, where he's just mm. like, "Oh, what do you expect from someone named Hoover? He just cleans up everyone else's messes." Well, Green asks if there's going to be a covered up, and Wadsworth says yes. Okay, that's what he says. Yeah. Is the FBI in the custom of cleaning up multiple murders? And Wadsworth says, "Of course. Why do you think it's run by a man called Hoover?" Yeah. Kid, old dad jokes. Grandpa, the motion picture. Uh, she goes. She goes outside to her peacock blue car. Mm-hmm. She starts opening the door, but stopped by. Head if of you the notice, class. Uh, if did do you know about the alternate version of this ending? No. If maybe. you watch it again with the knowledge of what originally went down and the, how this was originally filmed, it, this is edited slightly strange. But go ahead, explain what happens. Uh, so. I mean, it's not She's, much, but yeah. Uh, head of the class <laughs> says the kingdom of heaven is a hand and pulls out a gun and she gets arrested while screaming, I'm the senator's wife. That line and is 80 yard because obviously. the original cut. Actually, you notice, the, again, you go back and rewatch this with this knowledge. You can see how they had to cut, a, cut around it. And the original version, he says, what, like the, the king of heaven is right at hand, pulls out his gun and just blows her away. <laughs> just no, like it's not like she has a weapon or anything. They just mow her fucking ass down. Nice. And I guess I, I guess that everyone was like, "What the fuck just happened?" And so they had to cut out her death and hastily ADR her, saying, "I'm the senator's wife," just to show that mm. she's still alive. And actually, if if you kind of cut, if you go back and rewatch, you see that like there's an abrupt cut. The moment he pulls out his gun is when he fires, but they cut right at like the frame when he fires the gun, and you see when they cut back to him after like off camera her ADR about like I'm the senator's wife you see him do like a wild west spin of the gun kind of blow on the on, on the smoking pistol <laughs> nice. uh, barrel and like put it back in his pocket that's because he's just flat out fucking murdered her <laughs> but in this cut no it's just like she just gets arrested off camera mm. all of a sudden everyone else comes running out and you never see Eileen Brennan again but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like okay that actually kind of knowing that like makes more sense like as like how it's cut but yeah yeah. <laughs> everybody fucking WKPR David fucking head the class of a motherfucker. He's the worst. <laughs> He's the most, that's like the most cold-hearted murderer in the whole film. Yeah. Oh. And everybody comes outside and Oh, and then and yeah. head of the class is like, Wadsworth, we got her and and Wadsworth says, See, we're just like the Mounties. We always get a man and Mr. Green says, Mrs. Peacock was a man <laughs> So Mustard slaps him in the face and Wadsworth slaps him in the face. And Mrs. White 
reaches over and snaps mustard suspenders, complete with a cartoon sprawling sound effect. I, I'm assuming that was her just fucking around with Martin Mull, but, like, they add the cartoon sound effect, because it does add a nice, like, one, two, three punchline to, like, the one big slap from Martin Mull, the one big slap to Michael McKean from Tim Curry, and then, yeah, because I... Yeah, but you could have used another, like, slapping sound effect, not the <laughs> it's, sprawling. It is kind of weird, because it is, like, Looney Tunes <laughs> sound effect, and, like, it's out of nowhere, and I wonder if, yeah, again, one of those things in editing, they were just like, well, it seems like there should be an extra, like, yeah, one hit, two hit, what else? And they just, they were like, oh, I guess Madeline Kahn's fuck, fucking with his, with the Colonel Mustard's braces for a second, like, let's just add a super stupid sound effect in there, because, like, on VHS, I remember hearing that sound effect, I didn't know what it was, it was again, I wasn't watching until uh, seeing an HD. I was like, I understood what was going on in that scene, but yeah, yeah, and that's what? that's the end of. Well, <laughs> would anyone care two. for a fruit or dessert? Oh yeah, yeah. which I well, don't know if that's supposed to be a jab at Michael McKean because he's gay and it's fruit or I don't no. Know. But here's what, what he, really he says that earlier in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. So then Wadsworth said he's gonna consider each murder one by one. Uh, Plum killed Mr. Body because... Stuff? Oh, I just scrolled wrong. Uh, I mean, that's what happens. Boy, he tried no, to kill him, Plum right? Plum kills, tries to kill Mr. Body. He fires the um, gun, yeah. And, and he, even a shitty doctor could tell that he wasn't dead by checking his pulse. Yeah. Uh, so he killed him and bashed oh, his Oh, no, well, he shot at him, but... he was but... in the kitchen. No, he also killed him in this. Oh, it does say he's actually... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, Peacock killed the cook because monkey brains... Okay, uh, so th I do like how this third, like, th this third ending does kind of work in this bits. I, it makes sense too because instead of having to re-explain anything, this stuff they kind of gloss over. Like, okay, it's the same explanation from the previous two. Yeah. Uh. Uh. uh and mustard took the key from Wadsworth, uh, Wadsworth pocket when had everybody split up. And yeah, he's the one who opened up the cupboard busy, with all the weapons. Yeah. He killed the driver. And uh, while Wadsworth was upstairs with Mrs. White, she snuck downstairs while he was in the master bedroom, turned off the power, grabbed the rope, and killed a vet just like she had killed her husband. And yes, yes, I killed her. I killed a vet. I hated her. So much flames. Flame, flame, flames, flames on the flames. side of my face. Heaving, 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 heaving breaths. You know what? Cause it's funny, cause like that one, that that bit gets that. That's pretty much the beating heart of this whole movie. Everyone ever ever talks about this movie. It's always that scene. It's funny. I think it's a little just a twenty second ad lib, but mm -hmm. like it's funny how much that 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 ad lib makes the fucking movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it is a fucking fantastic ad lib. Yeah. But it's funny going back and seeing the movie after so many years and I'm like, oh yeah, that's it's it's just a small tiny little throwaway thing. But it's still you know it's Madeline Kahn. It's you know, fucking great. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, it's so much character in that one. And, and she really doesn't have that much personality in the movie up until that moment. And, like, you realize how much of a fucking nutcase she is. It's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Scarlet killed the cop who yeah. she had been bribing. Uh, With the pipe so, in the study. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah. So uh, everybody's like, Mr. Plum must have killed the singing telegram girl. He's the only one who hasn't killed somebody here. And obviously, we've all killed or somebody. Or Mr. Green, right? Mr. Green yeah, must Mr. have Green. shot. The, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's like, "Fuck no, I didn't do it. I, I, the gun's missing. Whoever got the gun got killed the girl." Yeah. And then uh, Wadsworth is like, "I shot her. 
<laughs> he gasp. starts, yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't take a bite out of the banister that he's leaning <laughs> against because he's chewing so much scenery here and he's got the mouth to do it with. Yeah, and it turns out You're he's Mr. Mr. Body. Yeah, it turns out he's Mr. Body and and uh, Plum is like, wait a minute, who do I kill? And he says, my butler. And he says, oh shit. Except it's ADR that he says, oh uh, shucks. shucks. Actually, Why? I like What's aw shucks point? better because it's so much like a little kid reaction of aw shucks. <laughs> Just like the most like, oh man, yeah. Except it's, it's obviously oh shit. This, yeah, I wonder. I'm, you know, I'm surprised they didn't go for like a PG-13 because PG-13 existed. You know, it's entirely possible because this was... Uh, made in 1985, they they di weren't weren't sure, either either didn't know that the PG-13 thing was going to become a reality right when they were filming it, or they weren't quite sure if they could land it. So instead of risking getting an R, I wonder if they cut those corners a little bit just to guarantee they could get a PG rating. Yeah. Because yeah, no, like that's this would have been a very soft PG-13 if they'd kept like I mean, that I, in. But yeah, like I said, I watched it a recording off of like broadcast tv and i was always like oh he obviously says oh shit there so then when we rented the uncensored version i nope, was like it's always what what the, it's what? always been aw shocks in every version i've seen yeah yeah but i i love it because he's just so like oh shucks <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh mr body thanks everybody for killing his ring of spies and informants it saved him a lot of work but mm -hmm. now you've got no spies and informants so uh he starts to leave but Mr. Green's like, oh, the police will be here anytime. But Wadsworth's like, why? Nobody's called them. And we just stack the bodies Green's in the cellar. And, I love this. Oh, man. And I'll leave one by one. And Mr. Green's like, so you'll just keep blackmailing us? He takes like, off his glasses. He starts to put them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Mr. Body's like, of course. Why not? And he says, well, I'll tell, tell you, you why, why not. not. Yeah. And you, why, why your gun? Kablam! Green pulls out a gun and shoots Mr. Body. Urkashot, Green. <laughs> he, he falls against the wall and slides down and looks at his bloody hand and says, oh, Very good. And he's dead. I love that sporting reaction to, like, you got me. You got, dang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not angry or anything. He's just like, Oh, very good. It's so stiff, upper, li upper lip British. Like, Tim, yeah. I. God damn, I, it's not like Tim Curry wrote that line or anything like that. But the, and then he falls back in like the most like stagey fake. Like again, that's like how little kids would play like fake stage death. Yeah. But it's just yeah, this movie's. I like. I'm glad that we did this movie. <laughs> you know, you were you you saying that made me think of like a, how we mentioned uh, doing a little kid version of uh, what was it? Um, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Just yeah. <laughs> performing it with children. And then I was thinking about uh, this. Do kids but... doing the double no, 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 entendres no, no. and stuff? <laughs> no, but remake this version of it. Well, it's slightly cleaned up, but with the Muppets. <laughs> you know, oh man! Just actually, a, just do the Muppets version of Clue. I have stunned you into silence. I'm. I mean, you oh obviously my... Kermit's Mr. Oh my... Green. Who do you who? Who is Mr. W Who's the butler? Who's Tim Curry? I mean, the joke is that you get Tim Curry to come back and get him out of the wheelchair. <laughs> oh my. I, well, it's funny too because Tim Curry's worked with the Muppets before. I no, mean, uh, 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 Sam could be the butler. Yeah, but it'd be kind of Sam. Uh, he's not, doesn't have quite the operatic yeah. personality. New Zealand. True. Yeah, <laughs> Just because no. I love New Zealand. But that's. But that would be a fantastic, because, I mean, they're already talking about remaking the movie. Uh, the Muppets could be are Mr. looking Mustard. for a vehicle anyway. 
Fozzie's like, Mr. Mustard because he's yellow. Oh my god! You know, you may have inspired me to like do like a mashup poster of that <laughs> for Christ's sake. Like, I guess Benson could be Professor Plum. Um, mm. who's Miss Scarlet? Miss Piggy? I mean, well, well, but then Mr. Miss White's flames on the side of my face. That's very Piggy, but that's not like. But she's so buttoned down for the rest of the movie, kind of losing the pigginess there. I mean, but she you could, could possibly be Peacock, but. Uh, you could also get Janice in there as somebody I mean, she... You know who Janice plays Mr. Green? Janice would probably be a better Mrs. White. You know who plays Mr. Green? The whole... Half the joke of the movie is who plays Mr. Green. Well, yeah, Kermit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the last line of the movie about going home to pork. <laughs> like, or like, <laughs> I'm gonna I... go home and fuck my wife. Actually, you know what? You, you want to make Muppets adult again? You keep that line intact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Oh, that'd be great if Kermit <laughs> was like, da, 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 they, found da, da. Out I, they found out I'm a homosexual. That does, like, there's not enough, there's not enough <laughs> swearing in this movie to really make it scandalous, but there's no lies in that just like... <laughs> oh my god. Oh, who's a vet? Oh, I don't, I mean, you could, you there's could have... No? No, you could have the ser all the servants be played by human characters. Oh, I mean, unless you have the servants be rats. Or that too, yeah. Um, or there's penguins. no sexy Muppets, are there? Quote, unquote. No, like, no, no, Bill, shut sexy. up, shut up. <laughs> is that Sweetums? Is, no, a vet is one of uh, the chickens. <laughs> I... <laughs> and obviously, uh, uh, Gonzo what? is Mr. Plum. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> he got in trouble for fucking one of I mean, his... the cook, you know who the cook's gonna be. Nordy, 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 nordy. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, cop is probably just Scooter, you know, or something like that, but like. Oh no, my god. No, cop could be Sam the Eagle. Actually, that's not Law yeah, and that's... Order. But I just love the idea of Fozzie as Colonel Mustard. And the, and... the driver's the taxi guy. The guy who talks like that. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Borgard? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, and that's the who's, tip, that who, wouldn't be a legitimately great movie. Who's the singing telegram? Oh, you could, that could be, you, you could just- Pepe? Stunt, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there could be a couple humans you stunt cast in there, but like, yeah. oh my god, Muppet Clue. So in, enjoy Celine Prince of that one, Bill. That's you. Well, we're, we're gonna have to tweet about that. People's recommendations for who would be well. I think we've got most of the main cast nailed down, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Who? Yeah. So who? Like you need a Mr. Class? Body. Actually, Mr. Body could be just the, the human. Just get Lee Ving again if he's still. <laughs> That's alive. What, there's a couple bits of stunt casting you just bring back. Yeah, people. Unless you wanted to have it be like you know like fucking uh um. Uh, who's the guy with the arrow in his head? Steve Martin or something like that. You know, you bring back one of yeah. the old uh, Muppet uh, guest stars. Or oh my god, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Mark Hamill plays uh, uh, the head of the class character or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, there we do. We did it. We can retire now. We're not gonna get <laughs> any better idea. Than, yeah. I, this is one of those things where I almost feel like we should actually email the Henson Company and just, hey guys, you know what? This is so obvious, but you're gonna be kicking yourselves if no one <laughs> brings it to you. But just like see who you have to talk to to make this happen. But hey, guess what? If you're gonna remake another movie, and don't do fucking Wizard of Oz or any of that shit. Do fucking Clue. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, but yeah, the, we're still at the end of, end of the movie technically. 
No. Oh, what uh, happens where, next? Where the hell were we? <laughs> Wadsworth has just been blown away. Oh, yeah, he's he's dead, and uh, Scarlet comes up and is like, are you a cop? And he says, no, I'm a plant. And she says, are <laughs> men like you usually call the fruit? Herd, herd, herd. Bird, turb, herd, herd. So he says he's with the FBI, and he opens the front door, and a bunch of men who could have prevented... <laughs> Seven murders. Come so these guys been in. waiting outside all night. Yeah. Yeah. And and head of the class is like, all right, who done it? And they all start pointing at each other, but he's like, they all did it. But if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, yeah. I did in the hall with the revolver. Oh, Bill, it's just like the game. Hate the game. You know what? That's the other miracle about this movie, because no matter how well or underrated, overrated it is. It is a miracle they got a movie this good out of a fucking board game. It actually does play... What are you talking about? Battleship is a masterpiece. <sighs> I don't know. I'm waiting for Candyland to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't break the ice. Mm, <laughs> shoots and ladders. about global warming. Um, don't Wake Daddy. It's a horror movie. <laughs> What's Don't Wake Daddy? Don't Wake Daddy's Is that a ice? game? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's oh a, you don't remember those advertisements? It's like I don't a, know. It's it's it was a game where you there was an alarm clock with and you got a big plastic guy sleeping in a bed and I you think had I to ever like saw that. you rolled the dice or spun a wheel or something and it, you had to tap the top of the uh, alarm clock as many times numbers as came up and if it rang you woke daddy. And wow. Beat you severely. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's the insinuation. If you have to be that careful about it, yeah. uh, you know what? The the, the 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 people who made don't shit your pants are losing out if they never tried to like kickstart a board game version of that. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Says, but take yeah, them away, still, chief. Yeah. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Shake, <laughs> roll. The greatest Shake, freeze frame of him, like the shit eating grin of just like Bert. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, there's nothing that's... I like more after a night of murders than sticking it to my wife. <laughs> and then, yeah, we just get the credits over a bunch of clue cards and mm -hmm. Parker and Brothers all over the place. And, yeah. The 15 times Mr. Green in the movie says, I told you I didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a it, movie. Yeah, it's, it's still an entertaining movie, but I don't know if it's as funny as it. I found it when I was 13. Yeah, and part of that's also, A, getting older, B, yeah, he's having seen it a million times, it's just going to lose that punch after a while, but, like, it's still good. Yeah. If, if you don't watch it all the time, save it, it's it, still charming. save it up every, like, every five to ten years, and they'll still have a pretty good punch. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those movies that if you come across on cable, you'll leave it on. God, but I don't know if we could ever stand up to the Muppet version that we've cooked up, though. Jesus That's Christ. That's true. We, it's, Oof, it's all over now. Um, yeah. I have a little bit of trivia about this movie. Uh, it was originally conceived as a project for John Landis to direct, uh, but things got but changed. It turns out he murdered all the cast. That's the notes. Turns out he killed a couple people, so <laughs> he was committed to other projects, quote-unquote, for a while there in the mid-80s, mm. so he wasn't quite... He still did, like, I think he had, like, Spies Like Us came out the same year so i guess maybe he was Ugh. just doing spies like us at the same time but like i think the fact that he was involved in so much litigation for the first half of the 80s kind of tied him up for a while so this maybe is one of the projects that had to fall attached, by the wayside attached yeah. to the murder of a man and two children attached to a movie about murder i'm sure oh yeah there goes script super supervisor doris growl but like yeah the fact he wasn't even quite sure if he was gonna be spending the rest of his life in prison yeah when when yeah this this movie was being made so Ugh. Um, so yeah, it turns out the guy who was writing the movie that had been hired, uh, I guess a couple uh, people had been hired to write this movie, everyone from Tom Stopper to a couple other professional screenwriters, 
uh, were hired and they tried to crack, you know, because it was a crazy idea. Um, like, it was one of the Paramount movie producers who said, hey, for somehow, how, well, we don't know how we did it. We, we have the movie rights to Clue. We should probably do something with this. And so they kept on throwing it at all these different writers and no one could crack it. But this one guy who wrote the film, he cracked it and... Uh, he's, it's funny because he says he's t it took him like months and months and months and months of just coming up with notes and coming up with ideas for the plot and like uh, drawing a floor map of the, the, the mansion just to make sure everything would reasonably work out okay and the, he was fixated with this idea of multiple endings and, mm -hmm. and all this stuff and yeah John Landis had to pull out halfway through development of the project and the studio was like well you're the only person under even understands this script would you like to direct? And so, yeah, he did, and I think he went on to direct, like, My Cousin Vinny and stuff like yeah. that, too. So he's done other stuff that's not just Clue, but, um, but so yeah, that's, it he did have a good job. Yeah, but it would have been interesting to see somebody who, with actual comedic uh, chops, direct this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not unfunny, but no, yeah, it's, no, it's, not it's at for all, someone but that, I was that like, he never had any aspirations an actual... to direct, though, it's pretty well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. still pretty good, considering, but yeah. Oh mm -hmm. my god. Yeah, all the other bits of trivia I, I found. There's tons of trivia. like so Just like small little plot-related things. Go look up IMDb or t TV tropes about this film. And you'll find like all the granular tiny plot stuff. But oh my god, that was Clue. Mm -hmm. So much Clue. So much Clue. So, oh my god. So we're not wrapping up Awesome May next week. That's just, we have five podcast this well month. no because may is not over yeah we, so it's gonna be for our <laughs> next to last would, episode it would be our third even even if that was the case yeah it's true too wait is it our third no this, this is, is our, our third. third yeah this okay, is the yeah. third right here uh next week we're gonna we're gonna take a blast from the past we're gonna play those shitty games that suck ass mm -hmm. we're actually man do you want to do the angry video game nerd movie sometime fuck no okay <laughs> have you seen it <laughs> no it's no big gusta. Yeah, that's why I, I we're said not, fucking no. We're not going to talk about that. We are going to do a little bit of time traveling, though, with our old buddies Bill and Ted. We're going to be talking about the 1987 fucking one of my favorite. I, you know, I was going to say one of my favorite comedies of all time. Fuck it. I'll say one of my favorite films of all time. Bill yeah, and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's probably been like 25 years since I've seen it. Oh man, that's twenty years. I, at the that's the thing. I can't oversell it then because it's a good movie. It's not that good, but. I've 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 taken up the slack because you said you haven't seen it in 25 years. I probably watch that movie every two months, mm. just because it'll be on Netflix or something, and they'll just Netflix will be like, "Hey, it's hey Bill, it's been 14 days since you've seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure." <laughs> watch them. So it's it doesn't hold up that well. It's not going to be as good as I'm pimping it, but it's yeah. So yeah, which, you're the which, one who convinced me to watch Bogus Journey, and that worked out pretty well. Which uh, which would you rather have, Bill? Uh, Doctor About Who's phone booth or bill and ted's phone booth i mean dr who's i, I mean the, the as TARDIS, a prop not the not TARDIS, there's actually thing. space inside yeah i'm talking so, as like a prop it's just like having oh you mean oh as a prop not a real like oh if you yeah. do if you wish for anything in the world like okay yeah as a prop obviously you would want the tardis because <laughs> you can go anywhere anytime Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's true, too. Well, Bill and Ted, eh, that, no, they, I guess they are stuck to Earth because we never see them use the time... It is just a time machine. It's not a time-space machine. Even though yeah. they go to Europe... No, that's... No, they actually do end up all over the Earth, though. But yeah. you don't see them going to, like, the opposite end of the galaxy or anything like that. Uh, but mm -hmm. as a prop, I'd have to say I'd be tempted by Bill and Ted's... The, I, I also prefer to the design of Bill and Ted's first 
uh, phone booth, because in the first movie, it was just a phone booth with just, like, a wire coat hanger hanging off the top. Whereas in the second one, they added, like, foam foam rubber machinery to the top, which is not bad, but it's, yeah. it's I, I appreciate the really stupid simplicity of the Bill and Ted uh, telephone booth. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah Bill and Ted's excellent Ted. adventure. It's good. That movie's That's... so fucking stupid, I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's anyway, very 80s. I, I do know that, but that—that's gonna be next time. This time yeah. it was Clue. It's still Clue. worth watching. That I'm glad that held up. I was really worried about it. I did a lot of hand wringing over uh, what movie we'd be watching this week, and it was this. What was the other movie? Oh, the other. We were gonna originally talk about UHF, but it turns out you've barely seen UHF. I managed to get halfway through it before I bailed. Oof. Which that's like fine. I, hey, teach us all. No, no, like I said, it's hard to watch that for the first time as a 30-something-year-old. Yeah, because... You have to... You have to, Much like Weird Al, you have to discover him at a certain age. He's, yeah. I mean, it, it can... Weird Al is still enjoyable, like, if you find him as an adult, but if you find him as a kid, you're like, fucking Weird Al is now my world. It, it's funny, too, because I'm not that much of a Weird Al fan. I got my dose of Weird Al that I needed as a kid through just watching UHF and just hearing everyone else forget about... Not everyone else, but, like... The UHD, the Weird Al nerds that I, even were in my class and stuff, they listened to enough Weird Al that I just absorbed it just for them. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to go out and like buy all of his albums or anything like that. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy his polka medleys and yeah! I like some of his more original tunes. I don't particularly like his parody songs that much. My but favorites... I, I was never into him as a kid, so yeah. I, my so favorite thing that he's ever done why. in terms of the music is another one rides the bus. And that's like the first thing he ever did that made him popular, and that's like from like 1982. It's yeah. just, I think, actually, I think that song is just him in like a, a like a chest-mounted harmonica and just banging on a cardboard box with the with a drumstick. I think that's yeah. that whole song. There's not any production values. He just like recorded in a in a, in a closet somewhere. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, my original pick was UHF until I realized that you had never really seen or cared much about UHF because I just assumed that was going to be a slam dunk. So then I was like, what else? And then Clue, and then. I can't remember what else I was thinking about doing instead of Clue, but I'm glad I picked Clue because it turned out to be good. Yeah, Clue. yeah. I, uh, what was it? it? Yeah, it was. Was it between that and Bill and Ted or something else? No, there was something I couldn't remember because, like, at the end of last week's episode, I actually added us converse, com- conversing about what my other pick was, but I couldn't remember what it was, yeah. even though we just had that conversation a week ago. But anyway, that's another here or there. Yeah, I guess you gotta go back and listen to last week if you want to remember. And what I that can was. hear. You're screaming baby in the background. Mm-hmm. He does not want to go to sleep. It's bedtime for him. And you know what? You know you know how we got to end this podcast, though. Even though you got your screaming baby in the background, you know what you got to do, Daniel, right? I, what what that? What made the baby to begin with? Sex. Say the line, Daniel. What's, Say what's, the line. I, I'm, I'm at a loss right now. You gotta go home and have sex. Oh, I, I got yes. With the, <laughs> this, you got yeah. yeah. While the baby's okay. watching, and yeah. Crying. While he's screaming in the background, I gotta go home and have sex. With you gotta give him a playmate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, everybody, keep following your home. I made it weird. It could have been a fun button ending to the podcast, and I made you it. You know, weird. it might have. It probably would have been a better ending if you had mentioned it early like before know, exactly, we started yeah. recording it <laughs> instead of just going say the line daniel say it <laughs> i need to add like a cocked gun sound effect say the line daniel <laughs> click click say the line mm-hmm. okay so just, yeah we'll go bye everyone okay take care guys <laughs>